and I could shit a better president. So could all of you. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Yes, for episode 103 of the big show. 103. Yeah. Hopefully it's your lucky number. That's the fever temperature, which you start should start worrying. Right, 103. Like before, that's like, well, it's only 101, 102, 103. Holy shit. Whoa. <laughs> you like things are going badly. Uh, yeah. You might want to call a doctor by this point. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Now, I kid one time, her, she hit uh, 105, and I almost, my head almost exploded. I mean, kids can go a little bit higher. Yeah. But that's pretty high. Yeah. So, you know what I did? I uh, sponged, sponged her down with alcohol. And it dropped like, boom. It gets you that uh, sweating effect. Yeah, it really worked. Which people don't know. Common sense. Mm-hmm. Not so common. No. Including in Chicago. What a segue. Oh, boy. Where I did my usual. Right now, right? I went to do my usual what happened in Chicago this weekend. And this, to me, epitomized everything you need to know. Because this came from. Our folks over at news.google.com, who is, I mean, they, they're a news aggregator. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to see what the Chicago media says. And it's a pretty simple search that I do. It's something like weekend Chicago shot. And within the last seven days, and then usually you get all the articles about what happened over the weekend. The most recent one came from WTTW, which is channel 11 in chicago it is the uh, the public broadcasting system mm-hmm. here in in chirac mm-hmm. and their headline seven people killed in shootings across chicago over weekend colon police so they're attributing that the police said seven people killed uh, okay. in shootings across chicago and although maybe that's the maybe that is accurate the wls said at least 15 shot five killed according to police. So I don't know. Mm. I guess it depends when That's they got their information. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, when did you get your information? And they usually vary. Every news coverage seems to vary slightly. So I guess it depends on where they're getting their news coverage, but it just seemed to me like, wait, that seems like two totally different things. Yeah. Yeah. Five ants, although five and seven people are like it's Chicago. What's the, uh, What's the big difference? But hey, jackass, now for the yeah. year to date, 517 shot and killed. Wow. 2,253 shot and wounded, which gives us a total of 2,770 people shot. 
And that gives us a total amount of homicides of 573. Mm. Now, let, if you want to guess, I mean, I talked about this on, uh, it had to be unrelenting, but let's be honest. Nobody really listens to unrelenting. Oh, that's not true. I'm sure. <laughs> the, uh, the stat that I want to see here is yes. The 2023 police involved shootings. How many of the 517 people shot and killed in Chicago? How many of those do you think were shot and killed by the police? Uh, I'm going to say, um, between three and five. You are so good. Five. There you go. I am good. Last year, only two were killed by the police. Mm-hmm. But, you know, defund the police because they're the problem. Yes. Less than 1% of the people dead from gunshots in Chicago are because of the police. Yeah. And nobody even goes through, I don't know, with those five. I would almost lay the... Uh, the house on the fact that they probably shot at the police first. Oh, that's a good bet. But I will say that um, while that may be the case in Chicago, defunding the police in Seattle, that might be a good idea as we'll find out <laughs> in a clip in a little while. <laughs> Just let them yeah. carry that whole city away. Yeah, exactly. Well, there is something to be said for letting anarchy come in. Yeah. When, while we don't have any clips of this, the prediction was absolutely right for San Francisco with with President Xi. Is that what he is? Is he president of China or is he almighty ruler or whatever he what is? is? He Is he a premier or president? I don't know. I think he's president. He's, it's hard to okay. keep track of all these things. Yeah. But Xi coming in to meet with mm-hmm. Biden in San Francisco. And we know what the homeless situation looked like for the last X amount of years in San Francisco. Oh, yes, I know very well. Well, she's coming in, and guess what? The homeless disappeared, Larry. Just presto. Just, you know what happened? London Breed must have uh, just waved her magic wand. Probably. And there it is, and along with Gavin Newsom, of course. Yes. And then, of course, there are the news stories finally catching up. We were so far ahead on this one with the Venezuelan migrants. The Daily mm. Mail and others had an article uh, story floating around this week that a lot of the Venezuelans that found their way to Chicago. Yeah. They're going home. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Weather's going to be a lot better in Caracas uh-huh. than in Chicago. That's re- that's a lock. Yeah, that part is damn sure. Damn sure. But that's how bad it is here that they got here and they're like, "Well, we can't work." I'm like, "Well, this is again, you want to talk about Kumla and her well, we're going to get to the problem. We're going to get, well, why are people coming here? What is, we got to figure out the, the underlying problem. Uh-huh. By the way, I think that Kumla thing was a hit. That was a home run on uh, no agenda social. It was absolutely true. Yeah, it was true. That's what he calls her. But we have to find the underlying reason why people are coming here because they think it's a better place. Once they realize it's not, they'll stop mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming yeah. here for a better life. Once they realize no better life here that's the fix it is that keeps people from flooding your borders they're like well we don't want to go there yeah we may as well um just stay at home yeah but they're going back and i think like catholic charities there's others who are helping like fund the bill to get them back home so we're probably they probably get to fly <laughs> back home which <laughs> oh, yeah you know it's the beauty 
Yeah. You walked all the way from Venezuela to Chicago. Well, not all the way. No, to, to the border. And then and then there was a free ticket from uh, Greg Abbott or maybe DeSantis up to Chicago, right? And now they'll help you get home. Just here, have a plane yeah. ticket. There you go. Go back. Or actually, to- Joey was ferrying them. What am I saying? Joey, he biked a lot of them around. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. where it started. And then all of a sudden, they didn't like that the governor of Texas was sending them to places that they didn't want them to go right. to. Right, right. Because Joey was fine with bringing them to places that were sanctuary cities at first before those cities start complaining. Yes. There were bus loads that were paid for by the federal government. And then the cities went, whoa, 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 too much. Mm -hmm. And that's when Governor Abbott went, whoa, 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 not enough. Here you go. If you're going to be a sanctuary (laughs) city, please, please take these migrants with you. Mm Mm-hmm. But I thought that was great that the it was we called it, although, unfortunately, the interesting thing, again, was that this was very specific about Venezuelan migrants. And as you and I talked about, they hate commies. They should. They don't like socialism. Mm -hmm. So if they were allowed to stay here, well, who are they going to vote for? Well, probably Trump. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't have that. So it's like that was like, yeah, it wasn't like, well, they're sending all migrants back. This was, well, you know, the Venezuelans who who came in. We can't have them. Speaking of liking Trump, um, you know, I had a very, very tough time coming up with clips today. I don't know why. Did you have an easy time or was it? You probably always do. Well, I had a couple from the last show because we got we got bloviating on the last show. Yes. yes. So that helped. And I did find a few others, but I was kind of sticking away from the politics but the one thing i will say is now that uh, this show has gotten some legs gotten some wings whatever you want to say i feel like it's a much bigger responsibility to find clips so this what used yeah. to be like the first few months or you know maybe the first 20 40 50 shows of planet yeah. rage it was like it was just fun you find a couple of clips you throw them in yeah. you and i have a good time there was no pressure. It no. wasn't imperative, but now it is. Now there is. There's a certain amount of yes. pressure. More people yes, we, are listening and sending in money, and it's like, oh, we yes. should really do a, a good show. We better bust <laughs> our asses and get this right. Well, the, the one I was looking for is I saw a headline, because you mentioned um, um, that the Venezuelans would probably vote Trump, and you should go right. And I saw a thing, and I, I was like scrambling. There's got to be some audio you know, record of this I can stick in here, but I couldn't find one. I saw a headline that the guy that now runs BLM is firmly on the side of the J6 uh, political prisoners, and he's supporting Trump. Did you see that? No. Is that true? Now, maybe it's, like I said, it was like just a glance. I didn't do any due diligence. Maybe it's fake. I don't know. But I thought, holy shit, that's a clip. If I can find There is a lot of fake news. Yeah. Including Cracker Barrel is not closing. You're kidding. Is that the latest one? Yeah. And I heard that one from my mom who heard it from somebody else. And yeah. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. And it was, again, a case of a clickbait of mm-hmm. an article that was talking about some restaurants that were closing. And even though Cracker Barrel wasn't closing, of course, they used a picture of a Cracker Barrel because everybody knows sure. Cracker Barrels. So that's how you get people. They're like, oh, no, I saw I saw a thing. I didn't read it. This is this is a scourge of modern it society is. are people it absolutely is yes you're totally right that they don't read the article they read a headline or they see a picture and they think they've gleaned what they need to glean 
Mm-hmm. They never go deeper. Yeah. And that's going to have some repercussions. Oh, it has already. That's how we got Joey. It's true. I mean, really. Confused Joey who still can't find his way around a uh, a wreath in a cemetery. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I felt even bad, so I didn't even clip that part because Sky News. I mean, they are Sky News is always good for anytime Joey does something dumb. Sky News is there. You know, I wonder if he's been listening to this show because I've, I, there were a couple of things I was going to clip and I said, hey, fuck it. It's, it was too like just too blah. <laughs> but in both these clips, one was, at, I think, the United Auto Workers and another one was some kind of a train thing. I don't know. It's something to do with railroads. And, he, and he's rambling with one, one of his usual bullshit stories. And, and both times he said, my dad said to me, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. He knows. Himself Joey. <laughs> he wants to lean into that. <laughs> it's the Joey and Kamala show, everybody. <laughs> Lean into that, yeah. <laughs> and I did see that there is a documentary coming on our buddy Scott Lobedo. Lo- oh yeah, yeah. I always want to say Lobedo. I think you say Lobedo. I do too. I, I, I always, I always mispronounce, and I apologize for that because it is. I, he says it Lobedo, so he's probably right. Yeah. You think? No, he probably not. He's an artist. Yeah. You never, you can't trust artists. <laughs> they're coming out with the documentary on him and i'm like well who's doing this and then i saw scott labido labido.com so you see it's hard not to say labido you're right yeah it probably rhymes better or something than labido yeah yeah although i disappointed me this week i couldn't find a fucking thing clip worthy uh that scott was saying i mean it it was good he did does good stuff but not all of it is germane to this show right that's what it is so well it was interesting i didn't realize how long he's been an activist so this is not something he's new at doing no and you can see on the a couple of the the photos and clips that they have with this documentary and there is a you know a teaser a trailer Mm -hmm. over on youtube for anybody that wants to see it but that was that's probably what he's been working on too is getting this thing out if he's uh part of this and I, i just love the part that he's like yeah if i hear somebody burns a flag I'm going to go find like a huge building across the street from where you live or where you work. And I'm going to paint the biggest American flag on that. So you have to look at it every day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we need more of that kind of attitude. Absolutely. We need more people who actually care about their country. Um, was it a Scott Adams? Somebody uh, posted, maybe it was Scott Adams. Like, Oh, the whole brainwashing thing. It's like, well, you know, kids are being brainwashed and it's like, well, the kids have always been brainwashed. I mean, it depends on what you want. I mean, the brainwashing, I think, is the wrong term. I think what you're just really looking for is taught, where as kids, we were taught the Pledge of Allegiance. We were taught to respect our elders. We were taught to believe that America is a good country. And now they're being taught the opposite. I mean, you could yeah. say it's brainwashing, but all kids are kind of brainwashed for you to get your oh, kids sure. alive to the age of 12. They've got to be brainwashed in some way. I guess, you know, it just depends on what you're using. I mean, does yeah. brainwashing necessarily mean for nefarious purposes? I don't, well, you know, it's a, it's a kind of, it's a tough one because on the one hand, you'd like to think that they're being taught and that being a synonym for educated, which even, even with a kid. Right. If you put it in the perspective of a kid, let's make it as simple as possible. Like, and as a Chicagoan, you can relate to this. Hey there, little Darren, don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> but it's so tasty. Okay. 
All right. Uh, brainwashing. Well, if you say, if, if that's all you say, yeah, that's brainwashing. But if you say, because that dog just pissed on it. Right now, that's education. Okay. And now you can make up your mind. You want to eat pissy snow? Have at it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I think, you know, they didn't really give much of a choice, but it wasn't as, uh, what's the dogmatic as it is now. And it wasn't, I think, as, as one sided. So I think more now they're being trained than taught. Right. Like, like Correct. circus animals. Because you know? you're given what you need to think and you're not really explained yeah why right exactly yes and that would be the difference and to succeed in any kind of society i think you need to be able to think for yourself and that's the dangerous part oh yeah Especially and that's there. also where the people really start falling off the cliff when it comes to freedom of speech because you can't be freedom of speech and go I want everybody to be able to, you know, I want my side to be able to say what they want, but the other side, well, they're saying something that's dangerous, mm -hmm. which is just the oddity to me with all of the Democrats from our buddy Keith Olbermann on down who are like, oh no, Donald Trump, he's too dangerous to even allow to speak. Silence him. Uh-huh. We must gag him. Yeah, I love that. Now, gag the first- uh, who, the fuck, who the fuck came up with that one? Gag order. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, A judge really. somewhere. Yeah. Most likely. And I get it. There's sometimes you don't want people talking about a case because it might affect the outcome of the case. But that should be a rarity. Mm. And a lot of the times this is why they used to. I mean, I don't know if they still do with the jurors, how at least uh, how often it happens where you were sequestered and you're not able to oh, yeah, leave. They, so if you're going in for a big murder sure. case or something, they still do that. Yeah. You know, you won't be able to go home for a month because they don't want you talking to people outside. And this is where it, it makes me cringe because otherwise people that I would support and be like, yeah, I like what you're doing. When there was something with a uh, in New York where a Jewish leader was killed and they had somebody in for questioning that they questioned for like three days. And then they released. And people are like, well, why won't you tell us who it is? Oh, no. Why aren't you releasing the name? And I'm like, I don't think that's necessarily uh, something for public consumption while the police are just in the phase of investigating. Mm. I mean, we live in way too dangerous of a society to, you know, you know where people are going to go. Well, well, obviously, the person's guilty. We know the police are questioning them. They're guilty. Like you can't jump to the conclusion unless there's very solid evidence, but people want to jump to the conclusions with everything. It's fun. It's fun uh, to do that. It is. It's sport. It's yeah, it is very much. You can kind of now for everybody that used to look at the Roman Coliseum and go, well, how barbaric, how could they do that? How could they put a man and a beast in there? And now who, whichever one comes out alive, like, well, what do you think you're doing now? Sure. Social media is not all that different. You're just ending somebody's life in a different way. I guess. Yeah. When you look at it and everybody's taking part, that's, that's the bizarre thing, I guess. Yeah. But I pulled this clip just because there were some uh, discrepancies that I thought funny. 
this from everybody's favorite soccer star, Megan Rapinoe. You a big fan, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> that uh, she was in her. <laughs> did final- you hear the enthusiasm in my yes, voice? I did. I mean, you were just <laughs> oozing with enthusiasm there. Megan. Ooh. And, I mean, the fact that Victoria's Secret was using her for like anything. No, were they? Really? Yeah. And I think Holy Sports shit. Illustrated swimsuit issue where it's like, wow, I don't understand why I want to see non-attractive women in lingerie or swimsuits. Yeah. I, I'm just I guess I'm just one of those crazy old straight males. You're fucked up. I know that wouldn't yeah. be the first time I've heard that. The game she got in her, in her final game. So her career you, coming to an end. OK, I just got to stop you a second since there's been a lot of dogs barking and no agenda. Uh-oh. I'm going to. I'm going to ask your forgiveness so I can go and shut the fucking dryer off, which my wife left on. And it's putting out this horrible <laughs> buzz about every 45 seconds. And if it's not driving you crazy, it's driving me crazy. So you're going to have to do T for two for about 20 seconds while I run and do this. Okay? No problem. Don't fall. Right, I mean, we don't want to hear that. I won't. I won't. We, we don't go. want Larry takes a header. Whoa. This is the perfect time to remind you. If you have not yet subscribed to planet rage, go to planetrage.show. And if you have not told a friend to listen to the show, if you have to, Hold them hostage, tie them to a chair, make them listen to Planet Rage. They will thank you in the long run. And if they don't, they really weren't that good of a friend anyway. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Old people, I am old enough. How fast was that? Was that fast? That was damn You should have put a stopwatch on me. I should have. Yeah. I got my Mickey Mouse watch here. <laughs> you know, if you touch this, this is the, well, it's the uh, dreaded Apple watch, but it's the uh, Mickey Mouse face. Let me see if it's oh, really? close enough to the okay. uh, to the microphone. If you touch it, yeah. See, it's it's too quiet. It tells you the Holy time. Shit, it talks. It, so it's actually it's it's articulating the time. Yes, which is actually really cool. If you have uh, you know problems seeing, it's it'll tell you. Wow. Does it have to be Mickey? Or can be like some sexy chick voice telling I, you the time. I mean, there's Mickey and there's Minnie, but I'm assuming there will be more coming as uh, yeah. As these things continue on down the line, I was at a party um, like the day that the Apple Watches came out, and some guy said to me, "What do you think? Will it be a hit?" I said, "If you can watch porn on it, it will be." <laughs> now, is that possible? Do people do that, or I don't know? You know, I'm assuming there has to be a way to watch videos on it. I mean, it's okay. just a little display. Mm-hmm. I've never really looked for a video app, but I'm sure it's there. Okay. You know, as of now, it's like it's a. Uh, for people that like to do the step counters, it's not a great step counter, but it'll get by it. And I'm not sure I, I've been wanting to look up. I just keep procrastinating, but it tries to guess how many stairs, how many flights of stairs that you've climbed in a day. And I'm wondering how it's doing that. Really? So, so not just steps, but actual vertical steps on a staircase. Yes. And I'm wondering if it's like the way you would grab a handrail and go up because it's got to be something in the watch. It can't be like, well, we have an altimeter that can tell the difference between (laughs) ground level and six feet or 10 feet. (laughs) But you never know. They've got weird stuff going on. But the the fact that it can kind of do a decent job keeping uh, track of your blood oxygen levels, it can keep track of your heart rate. Wait a minute. So it's like that thing you clip on your finger to see what your oxygen level. It'll do that. That watch will do that. Yes. Wow. That's impressive. And it does. I mean, it's weird because it's doing it on your wrist. So I don't think it's quite as accurate because I've had sometimes it will drop fairly 
low, but then at other times it's at 99%. No, wait a minute. I see lawsuit potential here. Could be. It's not doing a good job. Somebody looks at their Apple Watch as fuck. I have no oxygen in my blood. I'm uh-huh. dead. I'm going down. I'm dr- draining, man. The tube's going down. No. Oh, shit. The, uh, the next version supposed to have something that will do blood pressure, which is a very mm. difficult thing to do with just something sitting on your wrist. Because yes. I think everybody's aware of how they do blood pressure when you go into the doctor's office. They, mm. you know, it squeezes. They hear a noise. They let it go. They hear another noise. I don't know how the watch is going to do that. And it may just be more of a guesstimate once it is, uh, you know, once you set it up and give it a base reading or something like that. Mm. But the O2 level and the heart rate are interesting things being that if something changes that you don't notice, it will give you an alert. So you can at least go and get something checked out with your doctor. Well, that's uh, that's nice of it. I am not quite as uh, the no agenda boys. Adam especially thinks it's all just big. uh, And it is to a certain extent marketing with people like the Apple watch saved my life. But when you see what it can do, Mm -hmm. it's quite possible that's happened, whether it has or not, Mm -hmm. it will notice things like atrial fibrillation, which is the reason my cardiologist was like, yeah, you, you know, if you could afford one, you should probably get it just as an extra. What do they cost? They're only a few hundred bucks now. I mean, which isn't cheap but they're not thousands all right and the more uh the more stuff they stick in them if you want the one i mean you can have them where you don't even need a cell phone to pair it to i got the cheapest one pretty much so you have to pair it to a phone but you can get the next level up that has the cell chip right in it which means you could just get calls on your watch without having a phone oh god i know wouldn't that be awesome it's like i don't know don't text me on my watch yeah. I made the mistake of uh, syncing up one app to it. And then my buddy Gene sent me a text. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> delete that. I'm, I'd like, delete I do that. not want any of these things popping up on the watch. <laughs> it is way too invasive. I'm not one of those people. It's like, if you text me or email me and I'm not paying any attention, it may be the next day or two before you get a response. Yeah. You do not want to be tied to the grid. No, no, no good. Oh, good. But our poor friend, Megan Rapinoe, in her final yeah. game, Larry. Oh, really? She's retiring or something? Yeah. In her okay. final game, some kind of championship match. Mm-hmm. She blew out her Achilles six minutes into the game. Ooh. I know. The whole. So she can sh- share a room with Aaron Rodgers, right? In rehab? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm sure they get along famously. And she mentions him. In the, oh, really? in the audio here. Now, I, I clipped down. <laughs> this was from like the first five minutes of a press conference. I got it down to two minutes and where I just cut in between rather than uh, not remembering where that was. I just put a, uh, a little marker. You'll probably hear it. The worst possible outcome. <laughs> I mean, I just thank God I have like a fucking deep well of a sense of humor but so let's just understand here now for those who've already seen the headlines everywhere you may be asking yourself why does somebody who does not believe in god use the term thank god i have a good sense of humor i thought that was very Mm. weird it is weird you're right if somebody tells you they're an atheist and they do not believe in the deity why would you ever use 
that choice of words. Thank God. You could say thank goodness. You could thank luckily. You could say a whole sorts of different things. Thank God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Whoever that may be. Well, you know, I mean, we're, we're all spinning around on her guy the big the sphere in which we live. But you can thank a lot of people, but really, why you, yeah. so you, you say thank God, but you don't believe in God. So you're just throwing those words out because that's like saying, yeah. you know, thank, mm-hmm. you know, nothingness. Yeah. I thought that was a little weird. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just obviously devastating to, um, you know, go out in a final so early. Um, you know, I know it's my last game and that is, you know, devastating as well. But, um, you know, to to go out so early, that also changes things. It takes a sub off the bench and, you know, taking one of your best players off the field is uh, not ideal. So. Okay. There's, there's our first break. Okay. There was a goat sound from, uh, from the BBC. <laughs> okay. But I like the part of, you know, taking one of your best players off the field is never no, a good. me. Uh-huh. Referring to herself. Yeah. There. Okay. I mean, there's you know, that's do. patting yourself on the back. No with self-esteem problem there. No, Megan, okay. none, none at all. None at all. all Maybe right. a slightly inflated sense of ego from mm. the woman who does not believe in God. Yes. I mean, I don't deserve this. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm a better person than this. Maybe it's fucking around in a previous lifetime, but. So she, she doesn't deserve this. Mm. That's for sure. I am such a good person, Larry. I do not deserve this. I can't but even I might believe- have been a fucking bitch in my last life. And that, that could be why. Right? Okay. Mm. So you don't believe in God, but you may believe in reincarnation. Yeah. How would that happen without a God? I don't know. But again, that inflated sense of ego, like I'm such a good person. I can't believe this would happen to me. Yeah. Like, really? And again, I know. And fucking nitpicking whatever word you want to use. Just the <laughs> delivery of the uh, and the you knows. Oh, yes. Cotton gin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's not terribly articulate. Maybe the, do you think maybe like the purple hair dye is something? Maybe it seeps into your brain and sort of distorts thought thoughts or I don't know. It may just suck every rational thought right out of your mm, head. Could be. And I've heard other. I mean, the one that I remember going back to. I think 1977, 78 in that era. And I still remember it. So it tells you how bad it was. If you could, I'm sure there are clips out there. The center fielder for the Chicago White Sox, a guy named Chet Lemon, who was a great guy, great baseball player, worst interview ever, because it was every other word was, you know, Megan Rapinoe seems like a, uh, you know, Harvard grad, articulate uh, English teacher compared to. And it's like, oh, I get, it's funny because it's like, I've never forgot that he was the, you know, guy I was like, you know, well, you know, Larry, you know, the, uh, yeah. you know, the, you know, pitcher was, you know, really hard to, you know, hit in the, uh, you know, yeah. the sun, you know, sounds was like, really. Sounds like Fetterman. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Yes. Poor yeah. Fetterman. Why are we so mean to him? I like being mean to him because he's a prick. <laughs> hey, well, you know, you can't say that word on Fox. He's a commie prick. Can I say that? Yes. Oh, I hear you can say that. All right. I just thought it was interesting. There was a Fox article that I was reading this morning about Joe Biden calling David Axelrod a P blank, 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 blank in private. And I'm just sitting there like, huh, prick, pussy, pussy right? Pussy is what I was, you know, coming up with. I'm like, yeah. 
you know, what would be bad enough to penis? Right. What do you call him? It was a prick, but it's like, I'm thinking it's like this Fox. I don't know if maybe they, maybe that was what they were wanting people to play that game. Because once I see that, I'm like, and I'm (laughs) guessing the four dashes actually represent letters. You're not entirely sure what the way journalism is today, but that is, it's like, okay, so he called him a pussy. No, he called him a prick. He called him a penis. He called him whatever. Luckily, I'm there sure was a meant pussy because David Axelrod never fought Corn Pop. Corn Pop so, is a really bad dude. He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> but there was a link to a Politico or something article that didn't censor it. And it was, in fact, prick. But right. I'm just asking them the question to the Fox News folks where how many words do we have to censor and why? Yeah. You know, if somebody calls somebody a prick, can't you print that? I mean, I would think, yeah, it's not one of the seven deadly words you can't say on no. broadcast or anything. No, it's not. Like, hey, just take your finger. There's a little prick. There you go. There you go. Hmm. That's life. That's, you know, it's the part of the game. And, um, you know, I was feeling really good before the game. And, um, wasn't feeling tight or, you know, wasn't having calf issues or anything. So. Wait, she, um, she had enough then what what issues? She wasn't having calf issues. But yeah, she doesn't oh. speak very clearly for an Americano. Calf issues, okay. I thought maybe somebody was catfishing her. <laughs> I mean, but really, maybe she was catfishing them in pretending to be an attractive female who wasn't a raving bitch. I guess I just wrote it till the wheels really, really came, <laughs> really came right off. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what the the, the my, I'm a bigger vessel for is just you know life. I'm a bigger vessel for life. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I'm a bigger vessel for life. But I had to keep it in because that was the same reaction I had. Like, yeah, really. Was she, was she trying to get like really uh, profound? Uh huh. And then puttered out. Cause there was that, there was that long silence, like I'm more of a vessel for life. Yeah. It's like, no, that doesn't hit. No, that does not hit, wow. but it was entertaining. I'll give her that. I'm mm. most upset that I'm now just uh, a NARP, a normal ass regular person having to do rehab, <laughs> which is fucking devastating. <laughs> if any of you guys have, I mean, really, how about that? Now you're talking to the media. And now you're not that, that big athlete. I'm just a NARP. I'm just a normal ass person rehabbing or a normal ass regular person rehabbing NARP. Yeah. Are you a normal ass regular person listener to this show? <laughs> I mean, really, it's like, you, is this is like demeaning that you, oh, people yeah. aren't up to your level. They're just NARPs. We even have it's a, we, doesn't, we call them. We even got a thing we call them. We got a little acronym thing. Yeah. They're it's just normal thing. ass regular people. How horrible. Normal. If any of you NARPs have had an injury, it's terrible. You have to like do your job and, you know, go to rehab. And this is a long one. Although I'm, I'm going to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like this is proof that there isn't because it's fucked up. Um, and you hear the, I like the reaction of the other people in the room. Like, Oh, giggling. Uh-huh. This is proof that if there is a God, there isn't, because how dare this happen to me? How dare I fuck up my Achilles tendon? Mm, In my wow. final game. Yeah. Become like, a NARP. 
And I liked because wow. the first thing I thought was then what uh, almost everybody was responding on uh, the Fox site where I think this uh, article where I saw it first was to me, this is the proof that God does exist. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely this is the proof that God exists and has a wicked sense of humor, Megan. Exactly. Yeah. You just can't see it because you're patting yourself on the back in your narcissistic bubble just a little too much. Hmm. So, yeah, it just, it's just fucked up because like six minutes in fucking yeet my Achilles. I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like, really, this is, uh, this is just not normal behavior for anybody. If a rabid wombat pops out of her asshole, she can be absolutely sure there's a God. Yes. Yes. But it's like, (laughs) she's got to be what then, you know, close to 40 now I'm guessing. I mean, I have don't Uh, know, but just from the way she looks and she's ending her career, this is your final press conference. This is the tone. Oh yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I've been watching the Blackhawk games and their new phenom, 18 year old Connor Bedard already handles himself better with the media than she does yeah i mean it may be that he's canadian the canadians are always very polite well why is she famous i mean first of all i don't know anybody who's ever been to or seen she's a woman soccer player correct correct oh yeah but that was big remember was that under covid they won like some big i don't know championship that shit to me it's like is okay you you tell me which is bigger uh women's basketball or women's soccer I would bet women's soccer at this point. Really? Okay. Believe it or not. Yeah. All right. But I mean, soccer is coming my, along. When my kids were young, um, they both played soccer. And my younger one was, she was pretty good. But some of these other kids, they had like, it was insane. They wanted to get, what is it? Division three or whatever the fuck the athletic thing is. that gets you a free ride at school or something. And some of these kids, I'm talking seven, eight year old girls had multiple trainers they had you know endurance trainers and kick trainers and whatever the fuck it was insane these parents were absolutely insane with their kids trying to tune them up for i guess a professional soccer career which i mean you probably make more i mean i'm just guessing on the female side at least i'm guessing you're still making more getting that college scholarship with the athletics Depending on, you know, get, if you get a full ride, that'd be a pretty decent deal with the, what college is costing now. Oh, yeah. But that's why I was thinking uh, when watching the Blackhawks and then watching the kid be interviewed, it's like, wow, that's me literally days after high school and already playing in the NHL, making big bucks and having sponsorships. And um, mm. it, it's interesting to watch somebody like that and see how it affects them you know what's he going to be like in five or ten years Mm. but this is one of these things where they've known this is going to be the next on the level of a gretzky or a Sidney crosby type player i mean literally when people say oh it's going to be that once in a generation player he's probably that player but they knew from the time he was probably like 10 or 12 which again is weird when it that is weird when it comes down to knowing the kids got the, the talent and the kind of pressure then that you have to deal with, which I thought it was cool on one hand, watching all the early games. Cause again, his foray into the NHL, but his mother and father and sister were like at all the games going from town to town, which 
I'm like, that's cool. You got a support system at least. Yeah. But then you also think, well, how much pressure is on, uh, although I don't think there's any more pressure having your family there once you're, once you're playing in the, in the NHL. And I mean, the first time it was in uh, Montreal, it was a beautiful thing. Really. If you're a hockey fan, every time he touched the puck, the crowd booed. It's like, that's how much recognition this kid's got already. Wow. So if for Chicago, then, you know, they had the Taze and Kane years and they won their championship. So since then, it's been a lot of uh, normal Chicago sports, which is everybody sucks. So it's interesting to have like, hey, Chicago normally, besides Michael Jordan, Chicago doesn't normally have that guy, the one that's considered the best in the whole sport. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. like you have a talented guy. It's like, no, no, this is the best out of all of the best. Gotcha. That doesn't usually happen here. Mm-hmm. So this should be dodging bullets. How could it? I know. You're like, you really want to go to the, you want to go down to the uh, United Center? You never know what you're going to find. Yeah. A lot of lead in the air. <laughs> but I'm, hey, I'm betting the security around there. It's, oh, it's one of those weird things because you get off the expressway, you know, you pop into the game. There's, you know, a police presence yeah. like uh, an army. Yeah. And then once the game's over, that all disappears and it goes back into being, you know, what it always has been. And this progeny kid, he's a, he's a hockey player. Yes. Right? So what is your opinion on the, um, the guy that got uh, killed by a skate across his throat? Was that deliberate? Was that manslaughter murder? What was it? I did not see it. I think it was just a very bad accident. Would you think it about it? Really, I, mean, I saw it and it looked pretty fucking suspicious to me like somebody went to actually kick the guy how did this uh yeah Yeah. it's like then that would be yeah i mean you're dealing i mean i don't know if people have the understanding until something like this happens that what you're wearing on your feet may be the most dangerous thing that you've got oh yeah because people take pucks in the face all the time usually maybe you drop some teeth but it's not going to usually uh yeah kill you especially now in the era of helmet sure. i mean when i heard this thing it, you know it, the first thing i thought was all right the guy the victim was probably on the ice and you know just kind of skated into his throat which you i could visualize that happening right i would think so yes it's a very fast moving sport extremely fast you know but this um he was kind of like they were doing a what is it body checks or whatever but this dude sort of um, did one of these, like almost a spinning sidekick. I mean, his his it looked to me like his foot was at least as uh, elevated as his own shoulder. And why would anybody? I, you know, I'm not a ha- hockey fan, so you know, take that for what it's worth. But why would anybody skating do that unless they're you know figure skating or some shit in the Olympics? Doesn't seem like a hockey thing to me. No, I mean net net is saying definitely was on purpose. Okay. I'll have to, uh, to look at that video, but I believe net net. He knows, he knows hockey. He's from yeah. Detroit. I mean, we don't hold that oh. against him, mm. but he's like, I think he did it not in t- intending to kill, but this again, when you don't understand what you're wielding, it's like, Oh, you're just trying to hurt somebody. It's like, but mm. it's not hard to go a little bit too far. That's like swinging a meat cleaver. Uh-huh. Really? On the end of your leg. It's like, it is not something to be trifled with. And I remember when I start going to games, not everybody was wearing helmets yet. And now it just seems like you're crazy. Yeah. 
being that pucks do leave the ice. If pucks rarely left the ice, that would be one thing. Mm -hmm. But when they leave the ice as often as they do, and you could be looking in the other direction, it's like the concept that you think you can avoid that. I mean, luckily, a lot of players survived and never had issues, but I would imagine that a hockey puck, somebody really lays into one. That's probably moving faster than any, you know, ball or projectile in any sport. Right. I would think. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean a, a good, baseball a good, is up there, but it's not. Uh, know, yeah. I mean, the, the pitcher might put it over at 100. Right. And a, a guy that really a slugger really belts it. What, what would that be? Maybe double the speed of a pitch. I, I'm just guessing. Not quite, but it gets up there probably like 130, 140 right. off the bat. So that, it's that's whistling. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get hit with that. That's for sure. No. no. <laughs> the uh, this. Yeah. Good slap shot. Cotton gin. That will uh, that will get moving and hockey pucks. Yeah. I mean, they freeze them sons of bitches, too. So they're uh, they are not soft in any way, shape or form, which is why they if you go to a hockey game now, this was fairly recently within the last 10 years. I believe that they ended up forcing all the teams to put up the netting on both sides of the ice because a little girl, you know, 10 years old or 12 years old, something like that, sitting in the one of the balconies, got hit with the puck and died. Oh God. It's like it's like such a rare freak occurrence, but but still, sure. It can happen and it's moving. And if it hits you in just the right way, mm-hmm. it is a dangerous sport. I mean, it's beautiful when uh, when played correctly. And it's the speed, really. It's the being able to move as fast as they are down the ice, being able to turn on a dime and being able to Put that puck where you want it. It's like, it is so not an easy thing to do. I'm sure. You know, now that I, you know, the eyesight's kind of sucks, but you can still watch it on TV because then you get the 14 different angles and slow-mo when, uh, yeah. when something spectacular happens. And uh, NetNet also reminding me that Chet Lemon, also a Detroit Tiger. See, we all bring it back to Detroit for you, NetNet. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful Detroit. Moda City, everybody. Now you've got a bunch of different clips here. Where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? Let me see where the hell's my uh, Planet Rage file and see if we can pick this out. Come on, Larry. God. You always have to rage. Always have to rage. I mean, maybe that is why the the better half left that dryer on just to piss you off. Just to get me in the mood. Uh Um, You know, let's, why don't we start light? Because she's been away for a long damn time, a long time, and she's back, and we've got her. And that, of course, is a fabulous Tina Forty. And just just for you to know, um, I did not clip the first word or two from this thing. She did that herself with her cell phone. But that's okay, because she sort of repeats the phrase later on. You won't miss a thing. Is she in a car with music blaring? No. No, she's kind of just kind of walking around, you know, and she's got her T-shirt on, which is uh, very taut, thanks to her décolletage. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think you'll like this. Hey, she knows how to get attention to get votes. Yeah, she does. In my, I can shit a better president shirt. <laughs> wait, wait, does the shirt say I can shit a better yes. president? Yeah, she sells those on her web- website, too. I can shit a better president. Gotta love her. Now that's merchandising. Yeah. I know our buddy, uh, Redbeard Jake W., who came in as the executive producer on the last show. He was like, I would totally rock a Planet Rage t-shirt. Where can I get them? We're going to be working on that in the uh, in the short term. Yes, we are. 
I did send out the prize packs to the one and only, and we're not afraid of her at all, Dame Slamey. Dame, I'm afraid of Dame Slamey. Maybe you're not. You are larger than I am, but I, I'm very respectful of Dame Slamey. I must say that. And to, uh, and to Lady Butters and Sir Knives and mm-hmm. to Rhett for, uh, for their contributions. Cool They're such cool people, really. All of them. It's very cool. And then a couple of the uh, packages. I wrote like Ray John or something like that. And my wife looks at him. She's like, the post office is not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe they'll throw the package or something. Who knows? Well, you know, they, they, you could trip a wire because, you know, now you always, when you do the credit card thing, you have to press a little button, say, no, there's no dynamite or fucking TNT in this package. And so they see Ray John. Yeah, you're right. They all started out with UPS. Uh, some of them, I think they all may be finishing with the post office. That's the. Oh, okay. uh, you know, UPS sure post. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's weird because it's cheaper to do that than just send it directly with the post office. Yet the post office will finish the, it's one of those things I'll never get when it comes to the packaging, but I do like the website pirateship.com. We are not sponsored by them, but well, if we you, should be, yeah, I know if you need to send stuff out, if you need to mail stuff out, they will give you the uh, the different breakdowns they'll tell you who's the cheapest whether it's ups or the post office those are the two that came up mostly i'm sure every now and then fedex maybe wins that but it tells you what's the cheapest way to send it and then uh, you can buy the postage directly through them at a rate that's uh, cheaper than you can buy going to the post office or to the ups store direct so you have some kind of mm-hmm. bulk rates or whatever it is yeah and at first i'm like this has to be some kind of weird scam but no it actually yeah, it cool. actually works that's cool so back to the i can shit a better president t-shirt <laughs> and they didn't say a thing actually there were people the supporters of mine in there i should say that I actually liked it give me the wink they gave me the wink <laughs> don't forget go vote it's important these little elections count they matter they all matter flip the seats to red. It starts this year. Let's go. Do it. Get up. Grab your friends. Grab your family. Go and vote for these little races. They fucking matter. And I could shit a better president. So could all of you. And some of us have. <laughs> it's great to hear her again. I missed her. And the, uh, the little election seemingly, I mean, it's again, depending on where you look for your news was either oh my god the republicans are taking it up the ass to yeah what's kind of what we expected Mm. are lawn signs a big thing in chicago not huge but they do exist okay because they were very uncommon in la in la you almost never saw any political candidates most what was very popular was the uh we believe that fucking thing um, those were all over the place, but the lawn sign just, you never saw it. But here where I am in, uh, in Connecticut, holy shit. I mean, you can't see people's lawns for the signage on them for, you know, aldermen and council, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Very popular. And I wonder why that is. It could be depending on each uh, individual jurisdiction on what they allow. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I, I mean, I get putting one or two yard signs, but then you see the ones like you're talking about that fill the whole yard with yeah it's like a cornfield of political signs yeah 
It's like, I don't but, I mean, there was nothing in L.A. saying you couldn't do it. So I think it was just a matter of choice. People didn't do maybe they were more, maybe they were more politically apathetic. That could be it. And you certainly weren't going to put a Republican sign up in an area that. Uh, well, that'd be dangerous. Yeah. Which is why a lot of the politics, I think, are going that way. Like, I don't want to draw attention. Oh, yeah. People are terrified. Like, why would you? Because it can only go poorly. Mm-hmm. That if, oh, wait, you have a sign that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And as I say, people, this is the, the new social media and everything else is this new Roman Coliseum and people will roast you and they'll say bad things about you. And then people will cry, I guess. I saw it was somewhere uh, somebody was like, yeah, the whole secret to everything is just not caring if people dislike you. Oh, yeah. For healthy people. I'm like, you know what? There's something to be said for that. Yes. Somebody posted that on the uh, No Agenda Social. Some. A book somebody wrote saying that the the art of not giving a fuck and then and said, did you write this, Larry? No, I did not. But um, you're like, I could have written something way better than that. <laughs> way better. And you have. Well, I don't know. His, his was uh, it's apparently he claimed a very big bestseller. I mean, I've had a couple of good books, but never anything I would consider a bestseller. But who's to say well then everybody listening needs to go to that larry show.com or amazon <laughs> and search for larry blydner and buy books for the holidays oh my god they're all out of print so good luck you'll have to get them used <laughs> well that's not gonna help you out at all no. <laughs> now if you got that stash of books you're like well these are these are used and these are collector's items now yes autographed i should have done that should have i should have bought a stack for myself for this eventuality what was I thinking? I uh-huh. need you to manage me, Darren. God damn it. See, we get the, the uh, exactly what you need. We got you right on the right path. Yeah. As long as we went a little light with Tina, this is the clip that I had on the last show we never got to, which is a millennial girl. So okay. I think she's right out of college. So it's got to be mm-hmm. like early 20s. And well, she went, no, no, no. That wouldn't be a millennial girl. Gen that X. Would be a Z. Gen Z. Gen Z. There's so many names. I know it's hard to keep track of them. Yeah. But like my, my, my older daughter's a Gen Z kid. Yeah, she is. I need a handy dandy flow chart or something you do. like that. You really need one. Yeah. And she went viral on this. And the, one of the most interesting things for me and maybe for nobody else at all is to look at the kind of content somebody that goes viral for the first time does immediately after going viral. Because it's quite entertaining. If somebody's doing their little YouTube shorts or they're doing their TikToks, you know, every day and they're just complaining, bitching about stuff and like five people are watching it, it just kind of goes on. But the minute you have a video that like a million people see, oh, all of a sudden they try to do the same thing over and over again, trying to reach. It's like you cannot capture that essence over and over and over again. But true. Now, the only setup I'm going to give here is the fact that she said that this was taken out of context. This is the whole video. So, I mean, you can decide whether anything was taken out of context, how the news media was covering this. It's about 90 seconds. And I mean, I saw Fox News covering this. I'm sure most of the, you know, Sienna, I bet you this was something that got a whole lot of coverage because the news landscape is now. Well, some little girl said something on TikTok, so we better talk about it. You're right. You are so correct. And it's weird because it's like it, it never should be on the news. No. But I digress. 
I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college and I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table, like fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work and it w- it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then I just want to stop who? it right there. I know. Who fucking who? I know, right? I'm like, wait, I this mean, sounds like shit. <laughs> that would have been my dream job when I was starting on hours like that. Yes. Yes. Wow. I'm like, I fucking worked at Circuit City where I was working until nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Shit. When I was 17 and worked at the airport, I pulled double shifts. Six to two and two to 10. Like, cry oh, me a river, bitch. Oh, no. I don't even get home <laughs> until six or 15. And the whole, I'm in person. Like, oh, my God, Larry. Yeah. They want me to show up where I work to do my job. Wow. They want me what to city leave is she talking about? The house. I don't know. I'm assuming yeah. it's a large city. Gotta be. Yeah. But this whole concept, like, oh, my God, I have to go to the office and then I don't get home until 615. It's horrible. Wow. 6 15 earliest and then like i don't have time to do anything i don't i want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god <laughs> nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out and i'm also getting my period so that's why i'm all emotional but like am i so dramatic it's fine so that's funny so this is the one that went viral and got millions of hits that got viral because those horrible and some of them probably are but the horrible big conservative commentators you know probably like us were like oh my god can you believe this girl is talking about working nine to five like it's being thrown into a gulag Mm. and they wanted to put this on all of generation z and i don't know if that's fair or not if this is if this Probably is a not. person that's a fair example, you would know better than I having a child in that age. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it's certainly, a, uh, I don't want to use the word typical, but let's say common. That's a common outlook in that, uh, in that demographic. But I wouldn't say it's across the board. No. What I would say is that people who don't have that outlook in that age range are probably going to do way better in life unless oh, the country yeah. collapses. Absolutely. Sure. And the country may collapse. Oh, there's no may about it. And I think it already has. It's just, you know, it's like watching the towers come down. Took a while. And of course, you know, I like the end. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my period, too. So maybe that's yeah. why. <laughs> there's, so there's that. If, <laughs> no, right. So, so she appears to be in her early 20s. And uh, the background, is it like some hovel of an apartment or, you know, what do you what just do you like think? a regular bedroom? I mean, it didn't look like she was living in squalor. So maybe still right. living with the parents, which is fine. That's okay. That's cool. Save yourself some money. Yeah. Yeah. Her uh, yeah. TikTok account name is Brielli Belly one, two, three. So, I mean, you can tell she's, she's a very serious, uh, mm. serious girl. 
Damn. And so she didn't like, she took a lot of offense with people saying that she was a bad representation or this is all her generation doesn't want to work and this is a problem, but it's like, I don't know how you're taking anything out of context. You're literally complaining that you have to commute back and forth to the office. Something people have been doing forever. You're complaining that you don't get home until six 15 and then don't have enough energy to make your own food. You know, I don't know. As uh, that's is, what soup for one is for. Uh huh. See, Brooklyn in the uh, troll room says, "Welcome to adulting, bitch." Try throwing some kids on top of that. Yeah, or maybe she needs a week in a coal mine. Then she's gonna love her job. Love it. Yes. But well, speaking this is, of TikTok, I just flashed on something. I wonder if Vivek, or as I'm hearing it pronounced, everybody's saying his name of Vivek. Yes, is it Vivek or Vivek. It is Vivek, which I Vivek. Okay. I'm very disappointed in the great Bill O'Reilly because. He had him on a show yeah. like a month and a half ago or so. Okay. And he asked, well, how do you say your first name? Yeah. And Vivek said, Vivek rhymes with cake. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, Bill's right back to calling him Vivek. It's of like, course. do you not remember he was on your show? <laughs> and how Bill's do you forget there. rhymes with cake? You know, but you I was know. wondering when I, it's, you know, I didn't watch the thing, but I saw a clip of him, uh, dissing tiktok and i thought Damn, i wonder if a vague the first time i had her tiktok dick was that tiktok dist was randomthoughts.com from my very own darren o'neill you, know, you were calling you. you were singing that you were screaming about that fire fucking years ago and everybody's seen it your way now it's very interesting well it's so obvious that the content you're going to be shown is controlled in this case, by a company that is very closely associated with a communist government. So, oh, it's such icons. Come on. It is that. You know, if it's possible that they're not trying to uh, ship you any propaganda, mm. the reality is, you know, even if they're not, they can turn it on in a minute. Oh, yeah. And because they control what you're seeing, when your kids, this getting their news from TikTok, this is not something that if it was just hey you know everybody just tunes in to watch the cute girls do their dance and that's it and they go away and that's all you go to tiktok for is to watch people do stupid stuff girls dance guys do you know jumping off roofs or whatever their little skits are to try to get people to watch them Mm -hmm. that would be one thing but the minute you see that people are tuning in who won't go to any legitimate news source and i'm you know, as I say that, I'm like, well, what really is a legitimate news source today? Only this show. Exactly. That's all you need. This. That's and it. then if you have extra time after the show, you can listen, listen to, to no, no agenda. agenda. Right. Yes. Yes. But remind them when you do how great we are. You know, that's per- yeah. If you're going to send them in any donations, you should mention Planet mention Rage. Us. In fact, that's a new thing we should do. Like, <laughs> we, oh, wait, we're giving away <laughs> prizes. OK, that like, makes sense. Like, remember when Howard Stern fans used to always try to work Baba Booey into their prank phone calls? So from now on, when you donate to No Agenda, mention Planet Rage with Daryl and Larry. Daryl and Laren. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm, will, I'm willing to. And we'll send you some. We'll send you a coffee mug. We'll send you yeah. a Larry Show t-shirt. Which, by the way, I found a few of those. Woo! God damn it. So if you want them, I'll send them out. You can cap the other stuff with them. Yeah, I just tried some uh, new coffee mugs from the yeah. uh, the Shutterfly, and they look 
nicer than the ones that I had from Costco. So very happy with those. Cool. Going to work on some new designs, but yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I would definitely go in on a Planet Rage coffee mug to anybody that gets into a no agenda donation note, Planet Rage, planetrage.show. Great podcast. You guys should be listening to it. That Adam and John are going to love that. That's our new, that's our new mission. So yes, we will reward you handsomely if you can make those guys say that. <laughs> it's a, you know, add in, you know, an extra bonus uh, would be, it's even better than no agenda. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> be like, no, step aside guys. <laughs> we're not reading your notes. Go away. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you people do this? <laughs> I fucking love that. It's guerrilla marketing 101. Boom. It's the way it works. I like guerrilla marketing. It just, it is the way to go. Well, that would, that's the logical progression because remember CSB got him to say on the, on the, the one Adam does with the, the keeper, something like a, a, a show that's similar in content to, to no agenda, but with more personal stories. So that's kind of, that was like the wedge in the door. So this is the next thing. Just, it's just come out and say, we're better. You could all blame CSB. Yes, that's good. He's got broad shoulders out here, so he, he can take this. Yeah, yes. no problem whatsoever. No problem. Yeah. But, you know, this is the Generation Z. You know, we have other people do our work because we don't want to show oh, up yeah. to the office. Fuck yeah. <laughs> do our work for us. And it's like, I don't know how any of that was taken out of context. No. It's just somebody that needs, and this is, this is exactly what I would expect from somebody in their first job to be overwhelmed. So I'm not holding this harshly against the girl. No, no. And she's probably already going to make more from a side hustle doing TikTok videos than she is at whatever company hired her, which is sad. I see enough of this on TikTok and YouTube. People that I think are nearly brain dead are making more money than me. And now, like, fuck, it's, it's unbelievable. Even, you know what? Her, probably her, um, what'd you call her guru with this is the crazy airport air, airline chick, uh, Tiffany Gomez, who's right. so smart. I mean, she just rode that thing out with incredible aplomb. She, I mean, I really, I really respect that woman. And now I saw something a, a week or two ago. She's, she's capitalizing on like something do, what was it? She's, uh, she's holding some kind of a contest, like some, whoever, oh, it's Halloween. Who can do the best Tiffany Gomez impression or costume, some shit like that. So man, that is a smart, smart chick. You take it, you turn it right around. Yeah. It's the way to do it. And uh, your mic's a little crackly again. So I'm, I mean, I shouldn't is be able to, to, to smooth yeah. that out in the post, but mm-hmm. if anybody's hearing a weird little, uh, weird little sure. crackling and we'll have to figure out what the heck, because the last time you switched machines and I cleaned it up, but. Yeah, but, but, but I've used this one like several times since then and there was no crackle. Maybe it says, you know what it is? It's the Rice Krispies I'm eating. It may Snap, be. Crackle and pop. No, no, nobody, only we know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> now I sound like Dvorak. Ah, what do you say? <laughs> nobody knows the goddamn Bobsy twins. Which, which I mean, I've heard that. This. Right. I've heard that <laughs> the name thrown around, but I could not have told you what they looked like, what they were all no. about. No. Even we're a little bit too young for that one. JCD's right bit. in the just sweet a, spot just there. A pinch. So. Now, speaking of airline passengers, I had this uh, 12 second clip since their uh, airline rage is uh, not really new, but I thought this was an interesting argument that we, I don't know if we've ever talked about here. The whole trip 
she put in my seat. No, you seen it. No, she didn't. She put no. I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back. So this is traveling now. <laughs> I think this is average traveling the friendly skies. Are, are there any friendly skies left? Was that United back in the day? Fly the friendly skies. Yeah, it was United. You're right. Yeah. I don't think there is yeah. such a thing as the friendly no. skies anymore. No, maybe in private jets there, you know. But no. Oh, right. Like if you're Taylor Swift's friend, she'll just have her yeah. jet come and get yes, you. Exactly. The There was the concert in Argentina she was doing. There was a photo of uh, her boyfriend, I guess that's what they're calling him now, Travis Kelsey, the, you know, the Pfizer boy, getting, mm. getting off a private jet in Argentina. And on Facebook, there are a bunch of the Taylor Swift fans are like, oh, 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 do you think that's Taylor's plane? And I'm like, it certainly ain't his. <laughs> <laughs> He's not there yet, is he? No. No. I mean, who really, I mean, you can be a multimillionaire and not be able to afford a private jet. Yes, yes, that is probably I would guess that like the something probably the entry level for pulling that off and being comfortable would be probably in the 25 to 40 million dollar range before you get in the aircraft zone, I would think. By the time your money's and not even making, a jet, that would just be a plane. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Your money's making enough money where you can afford yeah. the maintenance. Yeah. And what it costs to fly those things. Mm-hmm. The uh, the guy used to work for his kid was dating a girl whose a dad had a private plane and they left to go somewhere and about like five minutes after takeoff the kid realized he left his wallet in his car so the guy had the plane turned around and my dad's like oh do you know how many thousands of dollars it costs them for to go back and get your wallet yeah, yeah. like that is not cheap that is not cheap but fun yes i mean if you have taylor swift money you can have all the fun you want yeah multiple jets she could even afford to rent that Michael Jordan yacht that we talked about at one of the last shows that costs like 840,000 a week to maintain. <laughs> oh dear. Uh-huh. Darren, there you go. I lost you. You used to, you were gone for about 15 seconds. Interesting. I wonder if that's where the crunchies and crispies are coming from. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But he said, she, even she can afford to rent Michael Jordan's yacht. That one that costs like yes. 800,000 a week and to maintain. We- <laughs> like that's that's the level we would like to be i mean we're not asking for too much here on planet rage but can you guys no. donate enough to make it so we can have yachts that are eight hundred and forty thousand a week to maintain please i mean yeah. it's not asking too much mm-hmm. it's no. a little plane no. and a little yacht value for value exactly that's exactly it it's not payola it's value for value or i mean you just get a free mug if you can make no agenda say the keywords this is where Adam starts hating me. <laughs> yes. Well, no, he already said he hated you about a year ago. I know. This is where he starts hating you more. This is where he actually, <laughs> and he's, he was kidding before. That was the difference. And he'll start hating me as well. So like, there, it's a twofer. Exactly. Now, where do you want to go here? You got professors and bike cops and Barbies. Oh, wait a minute. That's it for the chick in the plane saying about the seat back. Oh, I guess. Do we want, what do you think about that? Her? Yeah. I mean, I, here's as a guy that's six foot six. Yes. I'm in the don't let anybody recline camp. Oh, God. Yeah. But I am so biased on that. But here's the thing. Being six foot six, the last time I flew on Southwest and was unable to get one of those exit seats and Southwest has a couple of the exit seats where there's like no chair in front of you. There's like it's missing a seat, which is the greatest seat on a Southwest plane. Yes. 
the last time I was on a Southwest flight where I could not get one of those, my knees were firmly against the seat in front of me, meaning if the person in front tried to recline and they did, the seat did not move because there was nowhere for it to go. Right. And I firmly blame the airlines on this. So for what they can do, there's a couple of different uh, answers here. And one of them would be, well, people don't have to be assholes, but that's off the table already because people are, and that's not going to change. Yes. So either you give people more room where reclining does not physically hit the people in the row behind you, Mm -hmm. or you just create chairs that do not recline. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's, that's the answer. And I, you know, I don't know if it, was, it might've been that clip, Darren, um, or it's such a common occurrence. You see it all the time. Um, it was something in that range and the fucking, the vitriol of the, the, the debate about that and the comments, it might, I don't know, it might've been Facebook or Twitter. One of the two was unbelievable. And, and so many people, it doesn't matter. It's their right to recline if they paid for the seat. And they, you know, my, my feeling on this is the, the, if you recline the seat and there's anybody sitting behind you that is any larger than a, you know, a, a dwarf, you're a prick because the, the, the comfort that you derive from tilting that chair, maybe the one inch that it goes right. compared to the discomfort you're going to cause a normal size human being behind you. It, th there's no comparison there. It's complete. You're a selfish brick, period. Yes. It's not like it's a night and day thing when. No. If I could only recline, this yeah. flight would be so much more comfortable. Yes. yes. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm only six feet. But if, you know, in these planes, somebody tilts back now, even for me, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of discomfort. You, you know, it really, it really crimps you. For, for what? What do they get out of it? Almost nothing. In one of the last flights that I was on had a woman sitting in front of me who had long hair, probably, you know, down to her waist or so. Oh, was that in your soup when the tray table came down? Well, it was not a uh, food service flight, luckily, because she oh. literally would like flick her hair behind the seat. Mm. So it's on the back of the seat, literally right in front of my face. See. Like all of it, not like a little, not like it was just, you know, fly by, you know, fly away hair. No. Only you had some scissors could have given her a little trim. That was what I was thinking. I'm like, too bad you can't bring scissors on an airplane anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the, uh, you know, if you can get your hands on a plastic serrated knife, I didn't think that would quite work as no. well. No. You know, you don't have sure. anything that you can light, you know, like a, if you had a lighter, that would also take care of the problem. You would hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me, ma'am. Your hair seems to be on fire. <laughs> that, um, God. And I know people are very uh, torn on that issue. Just like, I mean, you think Israel Palestine's bad. It's the oh, recline and not recline group. Oh yeah. It's a conundrum. And I, so you're right. They should just, I'm, they should just stop making them recline at all. Just make them a little bit bigger, no reclining. And you know, the, the fault is the, it's the airlines, but it's also the government because they're in bed together. Um, there's no, the FAA has zero regulations on the amount of seats they can bolt into an aircraft right they wanted to they could literally hang them from the fucking ceiling and half the people would ride like bats and that would be perfectly legal and they think they're getting that i mean there's some i've saw a few different articles where ais have created 
different ideas and how to fit people into planes. And there are like double decker seating. There's some very mm. weird things, you know, yeah. like bar stool kind of seating where you're almost sitting straight up and down because they can fit more mm. people in. Oh, sure. Now, if you're doing something like I'm jumping from Dublin to London, fully in on that concept that they're just shuttling you it's a 20 minute flight or less then you might pay five bucks if you you know just to be able to get back and forth without having to spend a lot of money but yeah they also i think you know i fully get the well if you are a wider person and you need more than one seat you have to buy it Mm -hmm. i think they should have to have a certain amount of seats on the plane that excuse me provide a little bit more leg room for people that are six foot and above yes. not gouge them mm-hmm. but nothing was worse and this happened a few times with things like southwest where it's just first come first serve and i get on a plane and there's none of the seats open with extra leg room and the people in the front row where there's you know plenty of leg room are like five foot two Yes. Dangling their legs. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you don't need that extra room. Right. But they got it. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, there's got to be a better solution. If they wanted to be really fair about it, they'd have the passengers stand on that scale along with the luggage. Right. Because in point of fact, you know, you, you cost that plane more money to fly than I would. That's true. You do. And it's all, it's all from weight. So what the hell? So supermodels would fly free, I guess. <laughs> but they still need the leg room. It's a conundrum, that's Larry. True. You're right. They need the leg room. Yeah. You need the leg room. See, that's the beauty of it. If you, to, if you guaranteed me one of those seats, I'd be sitting next to like five foot 11 Amazon blondes. You know, that would there be like, go. sorry, honey, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't you're not tall <laughs> enough to ride up here. <laughs> Just me and my new friends, the Swedish bikini team. <laughs> That was a marketing ploy, wasn't it, back in the day? Oh, man, that's when marketing was good, really. When things were fun. When things are fun. And then I think after them came Spuds McKenzie. He was a pisser, too. It was such great stuff, really. Now they're afraid of anybody offending anyone. Yeah. But if you want to vote, I mean, everybody out there, what do you think about that whole airline seat thing? Mm -hmm. We should. uh, Maybe we should do a poll after the show on... uh, no, you can do polls on no agenda social, right? Yeah. I mean, we, can you imagine us adding a, a call in line during the show live? What kind of crazy stuff? <laughs> I would love that. That'd be so much fun. We might have to do that for, for a special show every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. Be like Darren and Larry after dark, mm. the call in to get some good yeah. music. Fletcher can do some. <laughs> It'd be a beautiful thing. It would. So where do we want to go next? Well, let's see here. Let me get those clips back up here. Where's that file? That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. What did I do with that? God, sometimes I'm really extra dumb. Oh, there it is. How about, um, uh, let's go with the, uh, the uh, uh, USC professor. Well, we know this guy's going to have something completely rational to say. Yeah, well, I'll preface this by saying... Um, when I, when I first arrived in Los Angeles in the uh, early 90s, USC was considered a joke, really. I, you know, I knew a lot of guys that went there, and they were like, yeah, I went there because my old man had the money to send me there. I couldn't get anywhere else. I was so fucking dumb. It really was, it was like a, it was a, it was the school for dumb rich kids. 
And it was somehow. called the Trojans, right? That's their mascot. Yeah. So their yeah. parents should and, use and, them. Yeah. And the campus is in the middle of South Central. You literally take your life in your hands getting in and out of that place. It's like an armed compound. There's there's hardly a blade of grass on the camp on the campus. It's all fucking cock. It's ugly as shit. It's just a dreadful place to go to school, I think. Yet somehow they get some marketing geniuses uh over the past couple of decades that have managed to ratchet it into the stratosphere of uh prestige schools i i don't know why i really don't um but anyway this is a clip of of an an assistant adjunct professor <laughs> who also happens to i have on his resume this i got this clip from the wall street journal and they dug up his resume and he's like been he's a kind of a democratic hack apparatchik in california politics he's run you know uh, campaigns for congress people and this and that so anyway that's that's all the setup i'll give you and i'll, I'll be yelling stop i'm sure very soon i mean california republicans i just showed you are 30 percent of registration in the states because they're really stupid wait stop. did you just say that the republicans in california are really stupid really stupid they have 30 percent of the registration in the state and they're really stupid so there's there's number one yes that uh it's coming out strong i'll give them that coming in hot yeah <laughs> and racist oh wait and racist <laughs> and racist there you go so yeah. they're really stupid and, and racist. racist yes wow tell us what you really think would yeah. you oh, be by so the way this, this guy's name yeah this guy's name you ready for this oh boy it's almost like csb might have something to is do it with like it. dictator or it's, something like that it's Darry with a D. Darry. So you've got, I mean, there's Larry, Barry, Harry, and Gary. We know those. So I guess his mama thought, I'm going to make him really special. I'm going to call him Darry. <laughs> you mean like cow, Darry, D-A-I-R-Y or D? No, D-A-R-R-Y. Yeah. Darry. Yeah. I mean, you can't even say Darry. It could have been named after that beautiful town in Northern Ireland, Darry, D-E-R-R-Y. But no, D-A, huh? D-A-R-Y. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And racist. The Republican Party of California, as I say all the time, on the record, in print, and on radio, and on TV, is the last vestige of angry old white people. Stop. It's the the last vestige of angry Angry old white white people. people. Yeah. It's the Republican Party in California. but, But remember, they're the racist ones. He's calling out people by their race, but they're the racists. Well, obviously, they're angry old racist whiteies. There you go. Yeah. How dare they? How dare they? Ann Romney looks to me like she's out of 1955. And, 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 and the women who are going to help decide the race are often... Well, you got to back it up a little bit. We missed something there. Just take it back a, a, a pinch there, because I think I missed something I wanted to highlight. 55. Now, before that, and, go and back another were- another 10 seconds from 55. Ann Romney looks to me like she's out of 1955. I think he stopped. I think he was saying that, um, what tells Romney's wife's name, uh, Ann Romney? I guess she's involved in California politics, or I guess she's kind of a Republican doyen or something. And he was saying that she, she comes off like something from 1955. And he's about to say she's like a, you know, a housewife in, in Mad Men. So there you go. So whatever you know, policy, according to this dickhead, means nothing it's just kind of the way they look he doesn't like the way people look right. but they're the racists he doesn't like the way fucking people look but the other guys are the racists. this guy is an asshole 
Yeah, there's no doubt about that one. He's an asshole. If we can clean this up a little here. I tried. Angry old white people. Ann Romney looks to me like she's out of 1955. There you go. Ann Romney looks like to me she's from 1955. Gonna help decide the race or often women who have to work for a living, maybe single, maybe divorced. Stop. Stop. Uh, so what he said was Ann Romney looks like she's from 1955. And he said, meanwhile, the women who are going to decide this race, okay, he says, they are maybe single, maybe they're single moms, maybe they're working. And like, hello, hello, fucking retard professor. You're the retard professor. That's all women. Right. Almost every household is a two income household. They're all working. What the fuck century are you from, professor? Sounds like the 1950s. Sounds that way. (laughs) He's confused. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What an asshole. Looks like you're hanging out at the country club. Country I thought the club Democrats were the elitist. What do you, why do you have a problem with somebody yes. that looks like they're at the country club? Exactly. Yeah. Because so. you can't be one of these Democrats who is, see, now again, you're correct. The Democrats in the 50s would have been the ones like, dude, the Republicans are the rich ones. They're at the country club. We're the regular folk. Not anymore. No. Have you seen Joey and his drug-addled son? Yes. But that is what your money buys you when you go to a liberal college. Yeah. And they're almost all liberal now. That's the sad part. Pretty much. When you have, I mean, like I said, we talked about that, I think, on the last episode, how even a Catholic university like DePaul was already being run by a crazy leftist lesbian, the communications department when I was there in 1988 through 90, whatever. Yeah. Like, huh? Hmm. Where can you go to get a good conservative education? Yeah. Probably uh, nowhere good. Yeah. Now let's see. We don't, I mean, I've got two Keith clips left, so uh, we should probably get here too. And then uh, we, 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 I think we people like to end on Keith because it's uh, Keith is kind of a yeah you know, he's a he he is something and he he's something every I'm week sure I'm like I don't think he can get crazier and then he do and then he does what have I got here did Tina do you say well that the um I've got two left but so whatever you I've got Seattle bike cop and Bunny XO they're both they're both pretty good so you know whatever well, you like let's try the bunny but okay I got to set this up thusly. Um, this past weekend, I went to see my very good old pal, Pontiac Pete, with whom uh, we ran a band for, for a while. Back in the day, he's over in North Shore of Long Island. I'm in Connecticut, took the ferry across with my wife, and we're sitting around talking. And of course, country music comes up. And he says, so did you see the CMT shit? And I says, Pete, I haven't had a fucking television in five months. No, I, I have no idea. That's winning. Yeah. So he, t- he described to me this guy that, that I guess won all the marbles, whatever it is, somebody called Jelly Roll. Oh yeah, I've seen Jelly Roll. I don't have never heard of him, but yeah, I never heard of him and whatever. So I, you know, I got curious and I was like, "What's this guy about?" So he has forth. a tattoo then, or two, I think. Well, yeah, or or fifty seven, yeah. <laughs> and um, so then, um, what popped up was a uh, a duet of him and his wife, who's some some woman who's also well linked, and she calls herself Bunny XO. And Bunny XO has, of course, as everyone does, a podcast. I mean, and if you don't po- have a podcast, you're not doing it right. Exactly. Exactly. 
And so Bunny XO's interviewing somebody. <laughs> I don't know who this is. I didn't have time to, you know, suss her out. Somebody calls herself Viking Barbie. Okay. Although she doesn't have blonde hair like Bobby, she, but Barbie, she's a brunette. And so anyway, they're talking. And I thought it might be funny just to replay a little bit of this. Wouldn't all Vikings have blonde hair too? This is you would, weird. Exactly. I always thought Vikings had to be blonde. Maybe not. Huh. I was just wondering how Pontiac Pete gets his nickname. Did he like Pontiacs or? Uh... You know, it's a funny thing. I'll tell you how he got that nickname. <laughs> he actually drove back in the day in an Oldsmobile Cutlass. It's a great car. We, we used that to ferries to a lot of gigs. And um, one night we were, um, when we were just starting out, we were in this honky tonk and um, we were invited up to do a set by the, the house band. And the guy says, uh, so who are you guys? And I said, we're the Cadillac Cowboys. And he goes, well, which one of you is a Cadillac? I said, Pontiac. <laughs> and then he goes, who? and then he goes, who the hell are you? Pontiac Pete? And it's and stuck. <laughs> it has stuck for a long, long time. Yeah. That is genius. <laughs> that you see, you never know where you're going to get you a nickname. Know. Yeah. Not Can we time. normalize people not wanting children? You Stop. Know, just Stop. Now, you know, you, you have no children. I have a lot of friends, married, single. They have no children. I've never, I've never heard any one of them complain about not being normal because no. they don't have kids. Is that a fucking thing, or is this? Is she, did she just pull this out of her ass? No, I think that's. Uh straight out of the ass it's one of those i think it is so common now and you know a lot of people want to push it off as being narcissistic like oh you don't want uh, children and it's like well no people don't want kids for a variety of different reasons sure you know i mean one they cost a lot of money and you're living yeah. in uh, a different time now mm -hmm. i mean one it would be nice to have somebody to take care of me when i'm you know 70 80 if i make it that far but you know, then again, if you have enough money that you didn't have kids, you can go get into a nice place. There you go. Yeah. Or if you know what, if this show takes off, we can have, you know, we can have personal caretakers. Exactly. So not, not only do we need private planes, private we yachts, need <laughs> we also need personal caretakers. We need people to feed us yes. good food too. Yeah, Chew the like, food for us. Exactly. I mean, hey, <laughs> we can't do that kind of stuff ourselves. <laughs> Not Can we time. normalize people not wanting children, you know, just to yeah. interject? I feel I hate like people ask Jay, me and Jay all the time. They're like, are you guys ever going to have kids? And I'm like, no, I don't fucking want kids. Like, I, I don't want to inflict the trauma that my fucking family did on me. Like, I don't want to be responsible for I that. I think you would do that, but I definitely yeah. don't want not to. now. But if I had a shit one out when I was 18, imagine that kid oh, would yeah. be fucked up right now. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Got a point. So now people shit out kids. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is uh, it, depending on how your upbringing was. I think a lot of people who did not have good parents are like, well, I can't do that because, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to do that. I never had a good example yeah. on how to do that. And you see with that Generation Z girl, how scared yeah. she is having to work until five o'clock. It really, I mean, Very see scared. Brooklyn said, add a kid on that as far as how much more pressure you would have. But really you think about her going, oh, can I have a kid? Right. And then, you know, it occurred to me there, maybe this girl could be a contemporary of Dina 40, who was talking about shitting out a president. Right. And she's talking, maybe that's the, the vernacular. You shit out kids, you shit out presidents, whatever. Could be. I mean, I've heard worse. Yeah. But I mean, it, 
gets the point across, I suppose. I suppose, yes. Fucked up right now. Well, that's kind of what, where I was at. But to be fair, I did detox solely for the fact that I was that's, so... That's Viking Barbie talking. Yeah. So she <laughs> she, she detoxed to come onto the show? or uh, I, 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 I think she's saying she detoxed maybe to have a kid or something. I don't, I'm not, I, that's what my assumption is, but I'm, you know, I'm frequently wrong. Which it could um, be. Yeah, I can see that. Could be, you know, but... Because, you know, back in the day, nobody thought drinking, smoking, that was all fine. All fine. Yeah. Look how good we turned out. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I think it may be worse now. So maybe people should go back to <laughs> drinking and smoking during pregnancies. <laughs> it might raise the IQ from what we got going right now. There you go. Some points there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of women, can't do, a lot of people, yeah. drug addicts don't do that. Um, but yeah, so... You know, that's why I got sober. And then I was like, oh, I can't tell anyone I relapsed. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, after all that, you know. So I was going through the whole, you know, liar addict shit. Um, the house was filthy. It was pretty gross. I mean, I'm already, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a bit of a slob naturally because my father was like, I grew up like with Stop. a slob. You know right. what I mean? Like, Stop. it's not even any shame. So there you go. I'm a slob. It's my father's fault. Well, this is again. People look at their parents, which again, if they were bad parents, they're like, I can't be a parent. Mm. Look what I grew up with. Yeah. And there is a certain amount of genetics that we all in, incur because of that. So I, there may be something to be said. I mean, every time I go and see my doctor, it is literally, well, your parents had this and this. So, you know <laughs> what you're getting. So we can, we can have a, we have a roadmap because, you know, Jeez. Hey, you know, your dad had the, my, you know, he was only uh, like 50 or so. I think when my dad had his quadruple bypass, he was fairly young mm. when he had that done. And, um, you know, having the high blood pressure, having those issues, like, hey, I mean, it's mainly from him. My mom is uh, remarkably healthy for what she's had to go through. She turns 85 this weekend. Wow. Good for her. And really did not have any issues health-wise until she was well into her 70s which the doctors will tell you that is nothing to do with genetics that's just you is getting old Mm. you know it's not like oh wow if you got cancer when you were 75 that's a genetic thing no it's probably just you know clock uh uh-huh yeah things start winding down (laughs) so the really there's something to be said like okay if my dad was this there's probably a uh a physical uh, legitimate reason that they could say if dad was a slob, maybe there's something in the genetics. I, I think there's an absolute, uh, uh, an ethnic component to that as well. I do. And your mom is the Polish one, correct? Right. Yeah. And so, um, s- several guys I know, good friends, Polish one, his, his mom just passed a couple of years ago at 105, like two or three of them, they, they get into three digits, Polish women. So maybe there's something there. There is. There's got to be something in the DNA. Yeah. Jade, it's like the man would like piss in Gatorade bottles and like throw them in the backseat of the oh, car. Oh, so you were married to Jay. <clears throat> wow. That, okay. That's taking a little bit too far there. Isn't that? Yeah. Piss in a Gatorade bottle and throw in the backseat of the car. Wow. One thing if you have to piss into a Gatorade bottle in an emergency, right. it's another if you save it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your dad was Jay. Sorry. Yeah. No, totally reminds me of him a lot. Um, but. This would, dude will piss in a bathtub <laughs> oh, and, and the toilet's literally right next to him. And I'm like, can you not? And he, remember he pissed all over my hair extensions? 
I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, go to the fucking bathroom, you hobo. Maybe you just didn't like the hair extensions. Well, I thought I included that because I thought that could be a show opener. He pissed all over my hair extensions. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that phrase before, ever. Well, because I don't think it was a euphemism for something. No, no, it wasn't. (laughs) No. Now the question is, next: Were they in your hair at the time? Or right, just on the table somewhere. Yeah, well, she might have been passed down in the bathtub. That could be under with a Gatorade bottle under her head for a pillow. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, but there is something to be said for the genetics. Like, uh, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of things that I I won't mention because the wife would kill me. But her mom is kind of a neat freak, and so the wife isn't, and she blames the fact that she doesn't want to. Uh, to mirror that behavior mm. so um, okay that's one or the other then it's either you can blame being like uh, one of your parents because you do something or i guess you can be like well i don't want to mm. to be like that yes and i hear that from uh, o'reilly tells that story a lot that he's never been a drinker which you know irish guy but thought we're all supposed to drink i thought so yeah but saw enough family members drink to excess and went like, well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And my buddy Frank in high school was the same way. He's like, his you know, parents drank too much and he's like, never going to drink. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Again, you learn from your parents, whether good or bad, I suppose. I guess. Yeah. It's a beautiful genetics. Now we got a Seattle bike cop, which yeah, it would be bad enough to be a cop in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But being in the open air without a vehicle to protect you <laughs> with. Well, this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he could use that um, because of his attitude. Um, this is this clip is uh, apparently, you know, Seattle exploded as many cities did uh, with the uh, uh, Middle East situation. And this was uh, one dude. I don't know who he is with his uh, phone in his hand so the audio is shit i I tried to clean it up as best i could but i'm not you um but he's wandering around it's a it's a major thoroughfare probably like a four five four six lane boulevard clearly in in the heart of the city and it's completely blocked by people pro i think freedom for some i think it's people on the side of palestine i'm pretty sure and so this guy's walking around it's you know meandering through the crowd and getting bits of intel, asking people questions. And um, towards the end of the clip, you'll hear it, it, it sort of falls into this cop's um, lap. And the things he says, holy shit. Like you said, you know, defund the, the, the cops in, in Chicago, probably not a good idea. But if, if this guy is indicative of your average Seattle cop, um, he shouldn't just be, shouldn't just be uh, defunded. He should be fucking jailed. Well, yeah, there are a lot of bad cops everywhere. And he's one of them. Commuters are now absolutely irate. I noticed you were frustrated by what's happening here. Because cops aren't doing anything. That's illegal. They cannot block traffic, but the cops are standing there doing nothing. They've been doing this for more than it's a month ridiculous. now. It's ridiculous. There's fucking 30 cops out here and no one is doing anything. That sounds a lot like Sir Spencer. I'm just saying <laughs> he's not in Seattle, but that sounds a lot like Sir Spencer. The, yeah, they're not doing anything, guy. 
What are your thoughts on all this traffic being blocked? Okay, stop. You don't stop. have to have a permit to protest in Seattle. That's what. Yes, the woman. She's now she's talking to that cop, to this this said cop, and he 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 is a dork. And and she says you have to get a pro, you know permit to protest, but he, and he says no, you don't have to. You don't have to have a permit to protest. Yeah, that's uh, a bad idea. Yeah, but it gets worse. We don't have the resources to do all of that, so we're doing what we can, which is monitoring this and being present to make sure the place So at least they watch. That's I think okay. we we had talked monitoring about monitoring it, and I couldn't hear. I couldn't understand what I listened like seven times. Couldn't figure out what the fuck he said after monitoring. It was slurred. But what she says is, she says, "Well, why can't you, you know, clear the way behind us so we can sort of back up and out of this knot?" And that's where he says, we don't have the reason he's what he's doing is a, a very typical prick cop maneuver, which is he's giving her the equivalent of surring people to death. Here the cops are <laughs> sir this, sir this, and it's man, 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 man from this fucking asshole. Well, I mean, um, let's, let's remember that the uh, the Chicago ride along talked about how a lot of the officers on the street are in scarecrow mode, which is cannot interact with people. They are strictly there to call it in. Maybe that's what some of these guys in Seattle are doing, too. Like, they can't do anything. Their bosses say, you go monitor the situation, but don't do anything. Yeah. Well, that's when you hear the thing he has to say next, uh, you'll realize that's that's not his situation. We're doing what we can, which is monitoring this and being present to make sure the place over stop so you hear that's they're, they're bringing awareness to their situation by making everyone else's life just a little bit uncomfortable well that Fuck is the point you. of a right but that is the point of all these protesters like the ones we have talked about that uh, right. block traffic right. mm -hmm. because nobody pays attention to them unless they get in your face because they're like we don't care yeah, about what you're doing well if you're gonna block traffic he just made it clear that he's on their side okay and so the, the the retort is yeah well you're not a you're not uncomfortable fat boy you're getting paid right now maybe maybe overtime okay you're, you're on your little schwinn bike and you get your kevlar vest and your helmet and you're all shit you're in the sidelines nobody's throwing bottles at you other people are trying to get to work maybe they're trying to get to hospitals have babies whatever but it's okay because you know they get to make other people just a little a little bit uncomfortable what an asshole what a fucking asshole and does he end here with welcome to Seattle? That's a kind of, I heard him say yes. welcome. So let's see here. Yes. Welcome yes, to Seattle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a good so opening they, right there they, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that place is a pit. It's right up there with San Francisco for being a, you know, a commie shithole city. And uh, it's, it's just incredible. You know, the, 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 the thing, the guy, the guy that handled the, the roadblockers the best was this, this American retired lawyer in Panama. I'm sure you saw his clip. Um, huh? Which I don't remember what. Oh. He was, he's, this guy lives in Panama somewhere. He's 70, 70, 77 years old. He's, he's in a situation just like this with protesters blocking the road. He gets out, he walks over, he starts lifting some of their barricades and saying, you know, move it along. You're in my way, whatever. And some guy gets in his face and starts giving him static and he pulls out a fucking gat <laughs> and, he, and he says, look, I'm not fucking around. Move this shit. I'm coming through. And the guy gives him some lip, bam, he drops him. Right. And then incredibly. <laughs> incredibly he just fucking drops this guy bam just like that within 
I'm going to say like eight seconds, some other idiot walks up to confronts him. The, the barrel oh. of the gun is still smoking. No. He confronts this guy and says, hey, man, what are you going to do? Shoot me? Bam. <laughs> Two down. <laughs> it was beautiful. You know, this this is what needs to happen for people who block roads, because if we said, you know, you want to stand on the side with your banners or hang them off the overpasses or whatever the fuck you want to do, eh, have at it, you know. Go, yeah, go it's human it. nature. It's, it's your right to protest. The minute right. you, you, you impede on other people's lives and, and possibly endanger them, fuck you. All bets are off. In fact, the Seattle cops, they need to get lessons. They need to study with the tribal cops in Nevada with the way they handled roadblocking protesters who were blocking the, the entrance right. to uh, to uh, Burning um, Man. The Burning Man. You know, those fucking guys, they did it right. Now, they I know they were in, right. they were in, I wonder if they got screwed later because i know after those no. videos went viral they were like oh they're investigating they them they don't give a fuck i mean they really are a sovereign nation i mean you you fuck off on an indian reservation um it's it's almost like you might as well be in, in a foreign country really it's it's there it's they're, they're gonna head it the way and i think that's why those guys operated the way they did they didn't give a shit you know it's their land they're gonna do what they they need to do to, to keep it clear and they did god bless them but this is how you keep things in line this is how you keep a nation of law in order this is how you keep the order there has to be a penalty for bad behavior. And that was also very true in the Blackhawk game. We'll go back to hockey for a minute mm -hmm. where one of the goons on Florida he was kind of a cheap hit against the 18 year old phenom Connor Bedard and took him down mm -hmm. into the boards. And immediately one of the veterans on the Blackhawks came over to him and it was on. I mean, oh, really? it was, it was on. Really? It's like yeah. instantaneous. It's like we you got to show that if you're going to if you're going to have this kind of behavior, there will be repercussions for it. So did he pull his jersey over his head and pummel the shit at him, or what was? They, it? Well, the guy didn't even get around to fighting. It was just more of a he, you know, pushed, you know, knocked him down hard and gave him a nice shot, and then the referees, of course, were on top of it. Yeah, but it was like instantaneous. Like, oh, I saw that turn, you know, and just, mm -hmm. I mean, leveled yeah. him. Yeah, got to represent. You do, you know, especially when it's, you know, again, you can't go. And I didn't like the guy that does the intermissions for the Blackhawks. Like, well, you know, this, you know, Connor Bedard is a once in a generation. They know he's like the face of the NHL right now. You know, he's got to get some extra special protection. And I'm like, well, no, I don't go that far. There's no reason why you treat somebody extra specially different playing in the mm -hmm. league but everybody should have the same kind of protection that i mean cheap shots should not be tolerated right now for a team i understand you know if somebody is just a little too physical with your player then maybe you want to get physical with them that's always been the way you know it has been so back in the day you know if you had a team where you had both you know two superstars like a wayne gretzky on one team and a Sydney Crosby on the other. You know, if the Crosby's team runs Gretzky into the boards, well, then the other team's going to do that to their guy. You know, in baseball, that was always like who got plunked. So if, you're, if your top player got hit in the head with a fastball in baseball, well, the top player on the other team better know how to duck. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the payback. And it's like, this is how you police yourself or society. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to know that if you do something bad, 
there's going to be repercussions for it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you could just be totally insane and not understand what the laws are at all. And that would be Keith Olbermann. <laughs> Every time I hear a Keith clip, I'm like, okay, I finally heard him be as insane as he can possibly be. I think he may do even uh, do even more for his reputation on these two Good. clips here. Good. Trump confesses to fraud at the New York trial and also confesses to not knowing when he was president. Okay, do you do you believe either of those things are true? No. But that's Keith. He he says things and states them as fact when you know they're not. Prosecutor, did you write the company's corporate statement in the summer of 2021? Quote, I was so busy in the White House focusing on Russia and China and keeping our country safe. Prosecutor, you weren't president in 2021. Now, that long uh, silence, Keith, that was him. That wasn't me pausing it. That was him looking at the camera like he's doing a vaudeville act. And the Chiron said, let that sink in. Uh Uh-huh, pretty much. (laughs) And I'm thinking here, Donald Trump answered a question not understanding what the date that was asked was. So now Joey's fair game on, I'm like, you want to talk gaffes? Yeah, really? Like, you want to talk gaffes? Like, I am horrible with knowing years and what if and my buddy tom passed away it'll be seven years which is right about the time i start doing random thoughts the guitar player tom yes he passed away like seven years ago this december and the only reason i remember it was because it was right before the donald trump presidency so i'm like oh or we had four years of trump now we had three years of biden that's how i know it's seven years if it was not for that I would probably be like, oh, was it like four years? Was it eight years? I'm very bad. Sure. sure. So if you want to start going after Donald Trump because uh, of an answer like, oh, I was busy doing this. It's like, well, you weren't even president. Like, this is some kind of gotcha bullshit that. <laughs> sure. Like, really? This is all you've got, Keith? Do you not oh, know yeah. how sad this makes you look? Yeah. But it doesn't, I guess. The urgency to make sure he's not president in 2025 escalates. His plans to politicize the Department of Justice in exactly the same way Hitler and Stalin did theirs. Now, you Holy mean shit to come to bring that up uh-huh. in, this cli- in this climate? Uh-huh. He's a he's a fucking imbecile. I'm like, you mean the way the Democrats have used the Justice yeah. Department to go after their enemies? I mean, are you not mm. watching what's going on? They're still looking for people from January 6th who were just walking around. But no, no, that's not politically motivated at all. It gets even funnier, though. The plan to invoke the Insurrection Act on the day of the inauguration so he can immediately use the military against civil demonstrators. And that means use the military to kill civil demonstrators. So Keith Overman is telling you Donald Trump's plan, if he is elected, is to use the military to kill anybody that protests and says he's not the president. Kill. Uh, is, this, is this before or after he puts everybody in concentration camps? Because that was Keith's supposition uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. Maybe they're gonna he's they're gonna do both. They're gonna kill some. Okay. They're gonna put yeah. some in concentration camps. Uh-huh. I don't like when media uses the word unhinged. Yeah. But I think this may be the epitome of unhinged. Yeah. That he believes this. This is the other scary part. That he believes it. 
that Donald Trump, if he's elected, is going to use the military to kill citizens. Mm. Because you think the military's that brainwashed too, I guess. Let's just say for a minute that Keith was correct. Do you think anybody in the military, if Donald Trump was just like, well, go kill those protesters, would be like, okay, boss. <laughs> I'm like, what are you thinking, Keith? Ah, he's not. He likes to spew even more than we do. And that's, that's hard. That's saying something. And yet it is the damp, drizzly November of our polls. Why the Times Biden numbers are neither surprising nor disastrous. Why polls a year out are always just a referendum on how the nation blames a president for everything it does not like at the moment. And why, if you really have another Democrat on whom you really want to bet democracy, let me know who that is and why. And I will personally throw my friend Joe Biden under the bus myself. I didn't really understand. Does Joe Biden know he's friends with Keith Overman? Does Joe Biden know he's friends with anyone? That's a good question. Yeah. I didn't know they were buddies. But are you saying, like, literally, that if you oh, have yeah. a better, Jeez. he'll throw sure Joe Biden under the bus if somebody has a better idea? Yeah. It's like, and presidential poll numbers don't mean anything. I really, I should have done the homework and gone and found one of these clips from a year out in the, uh, when Trump was coming to an end. And I bet you he really loved and believed all of those polls at that point. Yes. But now don't listen to these polls. They're, they're, they're a year out. They don't mean anything. Nothing. Uh, means people don't like uh, Joey. There was a meme and I don't normally like memes. I'm very Adam Curry in that way. Mm-mm. Remember, send your letters to no agenda telling them all about planet rage that show. Yes. And how much better it is than no agenda that somebody had a, uh, a meme that was like, well, you know, counting, uh, you know, your tire pressure here, they having the proper tire and pressure, it, you know, the eight triple A says, mm-hmm. if you properly inflate your tires, you can save up to like three cents a gallon on gas or something oh, yeah. like that. Yes. Yes. I've heard that. And then that was followed by. Yeah. And I say, if you could properly count votes, you could save up to three dollars a gallon. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's good. a good point. That's a good meme. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like inflate your tires or count the votes because this is yeah. where where the country is. When remember when President Donald Trump left office gas, it was like a dollar ninety-eight a gallon. Yeah, in Chi Town or LA. Uh at that time I was uh, you know, touring the uh the states and, and some places in like Mississippi and uh uh Missouri, it was like a buck fifty-five. Buck sixty was insane. I couldn't. I thought it was like nineteen eighty again. It was wild. We could actually go on road trips, yeah, and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to have an electric vehicle that could only get you two hundred miles a day, if that. Really, but there's more, Keith. Different clip, same insanity. Okay. Trumped up charges, literally. Trump confirms the nightmare Washington Post scoop. If we do not stop him, he will turn the Department of Justice into a personal revenge mechanism designed to steal (laughs) elections. Yeah. I mean, this is exactly what the Democrats have already done, Keith. Well, what's that that Dutch phrase that uh, Adam repeats many times about, do you call me what you are? Uh Uh-huh. 
I mean, it yeah. just to me when he says it, it's not just it's like finish, 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 and it's like, oh yeah, there's a dolphin yeah. and alpha, there's something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. true though. Absolutely, and it's like the fact that he doesn't understand this, and the fact that he talked about this. This is two different show teasers in a row mm-hmm. where he's talking about weaponizing the Department of Justice, yet he doesn't see what's going on now as being a weaponized department of justice it's hilarious it is he is good he's such great grist this guy we do well we should like kick him back a percentage of our we should send him a box of cuban cigars or something Something. yeah really thank you something to give him lung cancer (laughs) hey oh elections quote if i see somebody who's doing well and beating me very badly i say go down and indict them they'd be out of business they'd be out of the election now i didn't look this up but i'm guessing and i'm willing to put money down on this mm-hmm. that this was trump quoting and saying this is what the democrats do oh yeah I, so I, I'd, I'd be with you on that bet taking this that, completely sure. out of context again yeah. mm-hmm. again that's like me going well uh to to quote ryan bemrose hitler wasn't so bad <laughs> You know, and then people said, well, Darren O'Neill said Hitler wasn't so bad. I mean, technically that's true, but you kind of missed the part that I was quoting somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's what they do here on Keith, whatever Keith, the Queef show is called the Keith Olbermann show, (laughs) the Keith Olbermann hour, the Keith Olbermann extravaganza. Maybe it's like more like the Keith Olbermann insane asylum or the, um, you know, carnival ride or something like that. It should be like the Keith Olbermann tilt the whirl with, with vomit. Yes. With real vomit. Mm -hmm. He also blames the Democrats for this evil of his. And at the same time reminds us he is dementia. J Trump quote, what they've done is they've released the genie out of the box. It's bottle moron. And again, if somebody got a non sequitur wrong when they're talking yeah. about a uh, a saying, yeah. Joey, can we talk about Joey then, please? Talk about Joey, Joey Pandora in the bottle. Now, he's, he's just such an asshole. Keith, you're such an asshole. But don't stop being an asshole. We love it. You're good for the show. Yeah, you do make blood pressures rise, and then people are like, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. And then we, you yeah. and I, we look like nice guys compared to Keith. We do. It's bottle, moron. Get a cat scan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what? That was pretty funny, Keith. I'm going to give you that one. To get a cat scan. I'm going to use that with somebody. Next time you're having an argument with somebody and they just say something really crazy, just look them straight in the eye and go, get a cat scan. Mm. I mean, because really, how does somebody answer that one? (laughs) I think George Jefferson said it better. Get a checkup from the neck up. Hey. What about Wheezy? What did she say? I don't know. My parents have been re-watching that on whatever streaming service, and they're like, it was really? genius comedy. Sherman. Me TV. That was the thing that had all those musty old shows in the past. Mannix and Rockford Files. And don't forget Hawaii Five O. They've been watching the original oh, Hawaii Five O yeah. too. Jack Lord, yeah, with Kono. Mm, good stuff. They actually had good writers back in the day for things like the Jeffersons and All in the Family. And then what they had was great video intros, like the beginning for uh, Hawaii Five-0 was exciting as hell, man. They had these incredibly hot chicks and grass skirts, 
good music shake and they had guys riding fucking you know like 50 foot waves on surfboards and it was cool as hell and you know that only exceeded by the opening for miami vice right which just doubled down on all that shit and then they had cigarette boats it was just great yeah and also great music on both oh great music yeah i mean the fact that those are two instrumental Mm -hmm. uh songs you know for and yeah remember them both beat for beat yes in my yeah, adventures had like a top 10 with that they covered the theme from hawaii 50 right and uh, had an am hit with that yeah hey brian setzer still plays it in concert you know what that dude is one of the most underrated uh, talents out there he's a fucking great guitarist and a great performer and a great entertainer and i, I hope to see him sometime live he's really good yeah i've heard a lot never seen him live but he has uh he yeah. has the chops when he plays he does, that. And he plays those massive Gretsch hollow bodies with the you know, big F holes and shit. And man, he's great. Yeah. It's an interesting sound. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. When he starts going into yeah. something like sleepwalking, you know, it's just like, okay, now you're just showing off. <laughs> now you're just showing off. Yeah. The Jack Smith Marilago shocker, potential witnesses against Trump. The receptionist, the head of maintenance, the housekeeper who cleans his bedroom suite, and the woodworker who installed the crown molding in the bedroom who may have seen secret documents. There's a lot of maze in this uh, little segment, Keith. What we have coming up on Planet Rage, we have a list of what may be the people that are going to (laughs) be. It's like, really? The people that may be. So they're not even. And then Mm. this guy who may have seen this. Like, well, that just means you're lying, because if they would have seen this or they were testifying, you would say were, are, not they may be. That's what people don't understand. I mean, that's marketing. It's great. But, you know, I could tell you, hey, coming up next week, maybe on Planet Rage, and then you could say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. We might have Keith Olbermann live next week on Planet Rage. You never know. It could happen. Another judge muddies the 14th Amendment disqualification plan. What if it means, he asks, you can only disqualify somebody after he's been elected? To which the lawyer aptly asks, that would require what? The country to rerun an entire presidential election? And the burn of the day. President Biden reminding us why his best campaign ads would be ones in which he mocks Trump. Because in this clip, he mocks Trump and ends with crossing himself. Yeah, I don't think Joe Biden trying to mock somebody's a good idea. No, he should throttle back on the mocking, Joey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Keith, I give you credit for living in your own world because it is mm. so far out there yeah. that, I mean, it takes a special person to be that crazy. And Keith, you are definitely that guy. But here on Planet Rage, we'd like to be a little more sane. Just a smidge, not too much. We, no, we don't want to, yeah, we don't want to linger too long in reality. But we are a planet, right. we are a Planet Rage extravaganza value for value proposition. Is that the best way to say it? Probably not. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. We put the shows out there. They're not behind a paywall. You get to decide what kind of value you've gotten out of them whatsoever. And you can put your own numbers on it. That's the beauty of the value for value system that Adam Curry and John C. Devorah came up with. Because we could just say, hey, pay us $5 a month. But you might be like, hey, it's worth a lot more than $5 a month to me. 
Or you might be, eh, it's only worth a dollar a month and you get to decide this is true freedom. You don't have to support it at all, but we ask if you do that you go over to planetrage.show slash donate. Click on that donate button if you want to use PayPal for a one-time or monthly donation. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to go the crypto route. You can use the P.O. Box address if you want to let Uncle Sam's children take care of the donation. That's always like rolling the dice. If you're a gambler, that's the way to go. And you can also uh, use the podcasting 2.0 apparatus to send us some Satoshi, send us a boostagram, all that kind of good stuff. If you don't know what that is, go over to newpodcastapps.com. But coming in, number one today, his strategy has worked once again. Uh, Srinivas Murti coming in with 2602. Thank you, Srini. And that number is, hey, if anybody tries coming in with $26, I'm going to beat them. <laughs> and I noticed that is, in fact, a monthly donation. All of the PayPal donations this time around are monthly donations, and that is greatly appreciated. It sure is. Coming in at $20, Larry's afraid of her dame, slay me. <laughs> and she has a note that says, in the morning, Darren and Larry, thanks for the weekly rage, yay, number two. Also, thanks to Memes1337 for his weekly inspirational rage quotes. I'd embroider those quotes on pillows, but repeatedly stabbing cloth with a needle isn't quite vicious enough for me. So, God. You know, I fear her, but I love her at the same time, really. Yeah, I mean, she needs a way where if you can you somehow figure out how you can take a uh, AR-15 and, and yeah. do embroidery with that, mm -hmm. she'd probably be all in on that. Yeah. She says. Having a club. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're Kevlar. She says, yep. keep on the motherfucking rage. Y'all rock. Well, Beautiful. I say you rock, Dame Slamey. Yes, you do, Dame Slamey. Thank you. And as I mentioned over on No Agenda Social and earlier today, she's got a package on the way. Larry's got a package on the way. I'm like, well, since we're getting this stuff made up, I had to send a copy over to you so you can see the quality of these. And well, aren't you a sweetheart? Thank you. And then we can figure out uh, what other kind of great merchandise we can yeah. provide. We're going to get on this. It's going to be cool. Tim Heasel coming in with his $10 monthly, which is appreciated. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. And Captain Oblivious. We should have the name. the uh, the reverb going for that one. It's yes. a, there's something about that that you just want to have that. Yeah, echoing. you're right. You're right, Captain Oblivious. That deserves it. We need. Do you, do you can you get one of those sounder buttons, or you just press it, and all of a sudden it just happens? Like Adam does that a lot. Where he gets, or is he picking up a, a bullhorn? I don't know what he's doing. Something. He, well, he has the uh, the Procaster, the Rode device now, where you can press it and get all of the sound effects on your voice. And oh, okay. he's so fancy. He's so fancy, techy. Yeah. You know, I've thought about getting one of those, and they're there's like eight hundred bucks now, and oh, whoa, they're on the road. They really don't do a whole lot besides having the physical faders and having the eight buttons that you could use as a soundboard. Mm. The really doesn't do anything different than the high end motu that i've got here which was only like 600 bucks the motu has a full mixing board it's just virtual so there's no physical knobs right but i can still recreate that on the screen or using a touch pad if i want to go into my ipad 
Okay. You can go in and just slide the faders and take the, mm-hmm. you know, adjust the compression and the noise gate and everything else. Right. As you would if you had a full board. So the road really only has eight buttons to choose from for the sound. Now, Adam uses a different MIDI controller for all the sound effects. Okay. But it's got the road has eight for sound effects or maybe the buttons may be able to do other things as well. But it's a fairly basic unit for it's normally for a starting out podcaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have like four people or more, otherwise they have a smaller one, which was almost the same amount of money. But it seemed like the preamps weren't as good. That was the complaint there. So mm-hmm. I like to keep things that are working mm-hmm. and that don't take up my desk space. Gotcha. I'm with you. Now, comic strip blogger, he came in with mm-hmm. 12,815 Satoshis. And he had a note that, of course, he wanted you to read as he insults, I think, both of us in the note. <laughs> Let's hear the He insults both of us in the note. I Wait think so. Me. I mean, because me. do you have Hit do you me. have another full time job with uh, right now besides podcasting? Who, me? Yeah. I could tell you, but then I have to kill you. Oh, see, then I don't want to know. All right. I don't want to know. I did email you his. uh, Yes, I have. Is this the time to read it? Sure. Okay. I would suggest that as I read this, everybody in your, in your mind's ear, um, try to hear the theme from the old TV show, the Dukes of Hazzard. Exactly. All right. Howdy, Darren and Larry. I'd like to invite ragers to tune into the. Just Two Good Old Boys podcast, available at www.justtwogoodoldboys.com. It is hosted by two Texans, Ben, a native Texan, and Gene, who's not born in Texas. What sets this podcast apart is the host's extensive experience in the corporate sector and their huge, that's right, huge with a Y, travel expertise which contrasts bigly with most podcasters who are unemployed freeloaders supported by their wives. Yo, CSB. <laughs> I mean, that's CSB. That's CSB. Now, I guess I'm going to guess, is this Gene the Russian, who's not born in Texas? Is that his new partner? It is. It's Gene the Russian. Well, this is Gene and, uh, and dude named Ben named Ben. Okay. Now, Gene was born. I mean, it depends who you believe. He says he was born in Minnesota. Everybody knows it's not Minnesota. He was born in Moscow. Everybody knows that. Okay. And uh, they do a show, which is uh, not all that uh, dissimilar to every other show on the internet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's two guys talking at each other. And they again, this is... Uh, the two Texans thing kind of going into the, just the good old boys, which of course was in fact inspired by the Dukes of hazard. Yeah. But then CSB was, he posted this uh, somewhere on uh, must've been no agenda social. And people are like, why are you being mean to Darren? He's like, well, he knows his wife works. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, was that, was that, Oh, I didn't get, so that was a dig at you. I think so. Okay. Because uh, you know, I, I don't, but I'm like, no, but this is my full-time job. Yeah. You, when you do well, very well. I mean, I'm not saying it pays well, but um, it's still yet a it's uh, trending up. Yeah. Well, this is true. Yeah. And I have been self-employed for a long time, over a decade now. There you go. Well over a decade. And there are with being on it, with being self-employed, there are, I was going to say with being unemployed, what sometimes self-employed feels yes. like being unemployed. The true, uh, very true. 
some years are really good. Some years are really bad. It's a feast or famine proposition. Definitely. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anonymous came in with a 5,000 Satoshi boost. Thank you, Anonymous. My top pick to solve the Israel-Palestine conflict is a working class guy who's raised two sons during the Atari era. Figure out how to share Jerusalem or it gets folded in half and tossed in the garbage. Ooh. Yeah, everybody, I think, remembers, not my parents, but I remember friends who had parents where it's like, well, if you can't figure this out. It's like the whole, uh, isn't this the whole thing right out of the Bible, though, which is the wisdom of Solomon. uh Uh-huh. Like that is it. And that's what you need. You need a little bit of uh saner heads to prevail. Yeah. Memes thirteen thirty seven came in with thirteen thirty seven, and here we get something that James Slamey might want to embroider. Leet boost to sustain the rage, your weekly service showing that rage should not be repressed, but eloquently liberated through self awareness of woke social narratives is greatly appreciated. Well, that was a heck of a quote. I mean, there was no quote there, though. Memes, you got to keep the quotes coming. It's a good message, though. I like it. Yeah, but if there's no quote, Dame Slamey might be coming after you. And I hear she is very heavily armed. (laughs) Another anonymous with a thousand, maybe the same anonymous. It's hard to tell with anonymous. True. Just says Mas Tequila. More tequila. Okay. And let's see. Just coming in. As I'm reading this, our buddy Booberry. Booberry. The Mothman of the Miniocalypse. Mm-hmm. He does a podcast of his own. Well, he does at least one. Is yes. there any, I don't know if he does anything besides behind the schemes now. That's enough. That's a hell of a show. I mean, they do before the schemes, which is a value for value music show as well. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff is taking off. It's fun to kind of watch yeah. the, the shows where they can use value for value music that as each new song comes on if you boost during that song it sends the sats to the right artist which is very cool that's very cool yes and if you're a dj you can do a show like that and you get to decide i guess there's no set standard i know when the podfather adam curry does the boostagram ball i believe he's doing 100 percent of those satoshis to the artist but if you're not the podfather if you are not at that level and you want to send some of those satoshis i think it's perfectly fine to send half of the satoshis to the artist and half to you for doing the show hell yeah it's a beautiful thing mm. but boobery came in with his message which says if you like to get weird well i mean of course well, who are you talking to boobery he says route a motu and a roadcaster into each other and yeah boober he was the only one that i know that's been able to pull that one off which is a beautiful thing. He's got the Motu with multiple channels, so he can kind of use the Roadcaster to control the volume, and it's it's a Frankenstein type system. But he got yeah. it working. Good for him. The Motus are very cool. The higher end ones that have multiple outputs, where you can do things like route individual channels on your computer out to different uh, things in the in the real world it's very cool i get the cheap emote too it only has four knobs and i can only understand one of them so it's perfect for me <laughs> well that's all you need that's it. That's it. as long as we can hear you that is all that is needed but thank you boobery yes thank you and i saw the people streaming the satoshis as well like harry pilgrim and rock and roll breakout and our buddy dale jr thank who you. was doing 
Dale Jr. was, I mean, hope we're not outing him here because people are like, why are you telling everybody what I'm giving? But uh, Dale Jr. was doing 100 sats per minute. And I'm looking at that like, okay, so a two hour show would be like $4.40. Okay. Which I'm like, that's pretty cool. 100 sats a minute. 100 sats a minute. Thank you. And the beauty of it is, if you only listen to like the first 20 minutes of a show and you're like, wow, these guys suck today. They don't get paid. You got to go. You know, it's, it's being paid per minute. You have to keep the attention. You have to be able to entertain for that kind of length. Mm-hmm. And when it's like, okay, what kind of a value do you put on a show? It's like five bucks for a two hour show. I mean, that's not, that's pretty good actually per show. That is true. Yes. It's one of those things where when we were naive youngsters who were like, you know, we've got a thousand people listening to the show. If I could just get everybody to throw a buck a show in, Boom. that's, that's never going to happen. No. But hey, if you get enough people who believe in the show, then it all works out. And again, we encourage you to support the show by sending in donations to no agenda. And well, see, now don't do it with a $50 or under donation though, because they're not going to, we have to hear it on the show. And we should probably open this up. Does, does Howard Stern still take calls? <laughs> because now if you can get an audio clip of you, like getting on to Howard Stern and saying, Hey, have you ever heard planet rage dot show these, you know, and then mention yeah, the show. That'd be fun. Mm. We will have prize packages for you. And if you just want to support the show, the old fashioned way, go just, just go to planet slash donate. Now, what is coming up? Any idea? Because I am I am clueless this week. Not that that's anything new on where also, on where random yes. thoughts is going. I'm utterly clueless. But um, if you missed last week's, it's a goodie. It's called uh, Life Hacks from Rockstars. And as we know, Keith and Mick came out with their first album in 18 years. It kind of kicks off with that. And I, I, I did a deep analysis of how those fucking guys have managed to stay at the top of the heat for almost 60 years. I mean, it's insane the success they've had. And they, there are six basic rules they adhere to, which are applicable across any, um, any of life's endeavors. So if you want to find out about those, give it a listen. Also, it caused me some trouble at dinner with uh, Pontiac Pete and his wife and my wife. I've had it. My wife was very pissed off because I, she claimed I had like a, if the fucking show is, I think, 19 minutes long. And she said I spent 22 minutes describing the hot blonde in the video. <laughs> what sunny sweeney or whatever her yeah, name is yeah it was like it was like maybe 90 seconds but obviously enough to trigger her so you're like but this is how the entertainment industry used to work yeah and let's be honest i'm surprised that keith richards or mick jagger looking at that woman didn't give them an immediate coronary mm-hmm. elizabeth i'm coming to see you <laughs> i mean and how long has keith richards been the joke that he's the next one to go man oh my god that guy's still hanging on he's amazing and he will probably outlive us all probably yeah yeah so but go yes i'm sir? sorry no it's okay but i was gonna say uh even though darren knows not what's on the horizon for randomthoughts.com listen be sure to listen because it's the one podcast i never miss an episode of ever so and that is one me. of the reasons why i'm still doing the show because larry's like i listen <laughs> and I know that there are a few other people who have been vocal about and that to me, that's enough knowing there that go. there is a small tight knit group of people that don't miss it, that always 
come through and like mention something about it. It's like, that is, uh, that is worth the weight in gold. And it gives, you know, as you know, doing a solo show, it gives you full freedom. You can talk about whatever you want. It does. And it's way cheaper than therapy. God, it's so true. And if it's entertaining, I mean, hell, that's even a bonus right there. And if it's not, you know, uh, your show, my show, it's rare that they're over 30 or 45 minutes. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. get a little longer, but, you know, the beauty is it's quick. Like Billy Bones, a walk through the mind, a little quick solo show. Quick pops. Yeah. There is a nice spot for those for people that don't need to spend two hours doing something Mm -hmm. like this show is as we continue to bloviate. (laughs) So we will bid you adieu and say, join us again next week on Monday, 1 p.m. Central for another tour group leaving on Planet Rage. Until then, for the one and only the greatest Mr. Velvet, Larry Blinder, I am Darren O'Neill. Later, everybody. U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.